This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin'. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. It's a freaking Wednesday. And I realized that like late in the day today. I thought it was Thursday. Really fucked with me when I was talking to clients. But that's that's one of the that's one of the downfalls to staying up all the fucking night, falling asleep whenever you feel like it, making chilly at two thirty in the morning. I didn't think I was gonna be here to have this show with you because I made chili at 2.30 in the morning last night. <laughs> and it whooped my ass. But I am here. And we're, we're, we're firing on all cylinders now. This should be the first episode. Maybe it was last night's episode, but I think it's tonight is the first episode that will actually be up on iTunes. I'm finally up on the iTunes. Because I don't deal with Apple fucking anything. And I couldn't get it to confirm my Apple ID to actually put the show. Because I've been trying for months now. Finally, what I had to do was download an Apple app to my phone and sign into it on the phone. And that actually unlocked my ID so that I could get on my PC. route the podcast through the Apple podcast and all that good shit. So we're on Facebook. I haven't been banned yet. I've been back for like two or three days and still haven't been banned. It's gonna be like a new record for me. I'm actually I'm actually being a good boy and not calling people dumb fucks. Because I want to be able to promote my show. God damn it. And what a fantastic show we have for you tonight. I felt like I half assed last night's show. It turned out pretty good, other than, you know, the delay that happened over the course of the show. So by the time we get an hour and a half into the content, the chat was way behind. I'm looking at my bitrate right now, and that should not happen tonight. We're looking good. I think I've got it covered. But I've I've said that once before. Who fucking knows? We need better internet in the U.S. Hopefully that is part of the infrastructure package that we're going to be talking about tonight. We have got Senators Schumer and Sanders responding to Joe Manchin's request to put a pause on the $3.5 trillion infrastructure bill. Speaking of Senator Manchin, his daughter is in some hot water. It seems she had a hand in the EpiPen Price gouging scheme. Sorry, I said that weird. Price gouging scheme. Maybe I'm not high enough for this shit. That's a good possibility. Plus, we're going to talk about Joe Rogan. He is threatening to sue CNN over their coverage of his COVID diagnosis. We're going to compare that with another... Uh, uh... I wanted to say radio personality. Howard Stern is indeed a radio personality, but Joe Rogan, a podcasting personality. I tried to segue there, and it didn't. It didn't work out too well. We're going to compare two broadcasters. Didn't the French Canadian debate already happen? Didn't that happen the other day? 
And what? And didn't I go off on you and say like I'm American, sir? Yes, I realize America encompasses Canada, but to those of us here in the U.S., America, America, is is just these forty nine states. I'll be I'll be dead in the ground before I recognize Missouri as a state. <laughs> Oh shit! I uh, I was gonna get some uh, Canada in here because like Trudeau was pelted with gravel the other day at a campaign stop. Trudeau's just like, eh, it's up to the police to investigate. <laughs> Fucking Canadians! But like my 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 teaser for tonight was Joe Biden fires Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer and H.R. McMaster. And you may be saying, what? They worked for the government for Joe Biden to fire them? Yeah, we're going to get into that. Joe Rogan threatens to sue CNN, and Joe Manchin's daughter is caught up in a scandal. That's a lot of fucking Joe on the show tonight. So, if uh, if you're down with the Joe, this is a good show for you. Oh, oh, before we get started, Dan Crenshaw, hey California, hope you're getting out to vote. This will be a close one. Vote yes on recall. We're going to go over the read now. I wouldn't think that Dan Crenshaw would be tweeting this kind of shit out unless they were worried. We're going to go through the rundown. Steve Karnacki is going to give us the lowdown on what's going to go down in California. It seems to look pretty good for Governor Newsom. A whole lot of election news going on. A, A... District in New Hampshire flipped from red to blue. It was a Trump district in 2016, flipped to Joe Biden in 2020, and now has a... This is a state house seat. Now has a Democratic representative. Because that's the only way we're going to actually get policy. Like, there's a lot of people on the the left, or the left co- the leftist coalition the Democratic coalition who like to get all upset with Democrats for not getting anything done. But like, I always point to the fact that the current coalition of Republicans didn't exist. You know, 50 years ago, they were a, a fringe coalition within the Republican party. Now they run it. These things take time and you've got to, you've got to look forward. The, us progressives, we haven't been a movement for, for more than fucking what? A decade tops. Formed at the end of the Obama administration. So, like, we just have to keep fucking working at it. Luckily for us, the demographics are in our favor. That way... We give the leverage to Democrats like Chuck Schumer for him to reject Manchin's strategic pause on the $3.5 trillion mega bill. Reading from Politico, the majority leader enjoys a close relationship with his most vocal centrist, and Democrats are not yet alarmed about their internal whip count. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and especially Bernie Sanders is acting like he has this in the bag. So, I don't know that Manchin's not just, you know, 
doing this for show. Chuck Schumer is brushing off Joe Manchin's call for a strategic pause on Democrats' spending agenda, vowing that the party will not slow its pursuit of a $3.5 trillion bill tackling climate change, tax policy, and beefing up social programs. We are moving full speed ahead, Schumer told reporters on Wednesday morning. We want to keep going forward. We think getting this done is so important for the American people. Senate Majority Leader's remarks signaled little public concern with Manchin's hardline position against the $3.5 trillion target as Democrats pushed to finish the bill early this fall. Schumer has set a soft target of September 15th for unveiling draft text, which will surely prompt a more vigorous discussion within the 50-member caucus about what, if anything, Democrats are willing to cut from their plan to satisfy moderates like Manchin. Manchin last week published an op-ed urging his party to slow down its work on the bill. It aims to pass along party, uh, along party lines using the budget reconciliation process, which can evade a GOP filibuster but will need every Democratic vote in a 50-50 Senate. Given his concerns about debt and inflation, Manchin wrote in the Wall Street Journal that he won't support a $3.5 trillion bill or anywhere near that level of additional spending without greater clarity. Well, I mean, it's in committee. Ah, climate change again, like we saw the effects of last week when a fucking hurricane hit Louisiana and then shut down shit in New York City. Ah, climate change again, which is going to keep fucking rearing its head and costing us billions. Trillions. Ah, climate change again. Ah, that that problem that is going to permeate our society. For the rest of my lifetime, for sure. Ah, climate change. (laughs) Humor conceded on Wednesday that moderate Democratic senators like Manchin and Sinema don't see eye-to-eye with progressives like Bernie Sanders of Vermont. And Elizabeth Warren in Massachusetts, Sanders sought as much as $6 trillion in spending and indicated on Wednesday he would not climb down any further. That $3.5 trillion is already the result of a major, major compromise. Now today was Senator Sanders' birthday. I'm wearing his shirt in his honor. My Bernie fucking Sanders shirt. Let's hear more from the Senate Budget Committee Chairman. Senators insist Dem spending package remain at $3.5 trillion. Manchin has warned the White House and uh, congressional leadership that he has concerns about the proposal. At most, the West Virginia Senator is open to supporting $1.5 trillion. That $3.5 trillion is already the result of a major, major compromise, and at the very least, this bill should contain $3.5 trillion, Sanders said in a call with reporters. Sanders has said that an overwhelming majority of the Budget Committee members supported his original $6 trillion bill, adding that he still believes more than $3.5 trillion is necessary. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer also addressed the issue saying that it is our intention to have every part of the Biden plan in a big and robust way. And one of the things that Bernie was fighting for just this morning on his fucking birthday 
was to move up the kick-in date, which was 2028, for Medicare to cover vision and dental. Bernie said, uh-uh, that's too long. It needs to kick in much, much sooner. And that is what he spent his birthday negotiating about. That's a true statesman, unlike Senator Joe Manchin, who was only in it to enrich himself and his family. Heather Bresch, Joe Manchin's daughter, played direct part in EpiPen price inflation scandal. Heather Bresch, the former president and CEO of the drug maker Mylan, worked directly with the CEO of Pfizer to keep prices of the company's EpiPen product artificially high, according to new documents released as part of an ongoing lawsuit. We're reading from The Intercept right now. The documents also show Bresch approving a scheme to force customers captured by the company's monopoly to purchase two EpiPens at once, regardless of medical need. The EpiPen is an auto-injectable device that injects epinephrine into the body I think I said that right into the body and can be the difference between life or death for a person suffering a severe allergic reaction who said what uh, Manchin said we wanted to have a pause on the 3.5 trillion dollar bill and said he would go for 1.5 trillion and Bernie said nah we already compromised 3.5 is the number Bernie said nah on his 80th fucking birthday. Yeah, Senator Manchin is a piece of shit. That's why we don't support conservative fucking Democrats. That's why we don't support conservatives in any way. We support politicians like Bernie Sanders who don't take corporate PAC money. But the right labels them fucking communist or socialist or whatever fucking ad hominem they can throw at them to try to scare their stupid ass followers into thinking that Bernie Sanders, AOC, Pramila Jayapal, Rashida Tlaib, um, Ilan Omar, Cory Bush, Jamal Bowen, those, those types of politicians don't actually act in your best interest. They're secret communists! I had a dude today on some fucking page talking about how the the communists had infiltrated the school system. I'm like, there's not even a fucking communist in this country. And he linked me to the Communist Party of the U.S. Which, by the way, whose membership peaked at like 85,000 in 1942. As an insignificant number. But hey, Biden is a secret communist. Jay Rockefeller was a fucking... I'm sorry, John D. Rockefeller was a secret communist according to the propaganda site that I work for. God damn. The Biden administration plans to reevaluate the Trump plan on drilling in the Arctic. Now, I've went over this before. I don't think that the Trump administration ever expected to sell off any part of the Arctic Refuge. I think their intention was 
I mean, I, they never they never expected to actually drill on the land. They wanted to sell it off to private hands so that when another administration came in, like the Biden administration, they would buy the land back. It was another way to defraud taxpayers, and that's exactly what's happening. Interior reevaluates Trump plan to open up most of Arctic oil reserve for drilling. Interior Department is reevaluating the Trump administration's plan to open up 82% of an Arctic oil reserve to drilling. In a memo released as part of a court case Tuesday, Interior official Laura Daniel Davis directed the Bureau of Land Management to undertake an evaluation of the plan and environmental review that were completed last year regarding the National Petroleum Reserve in Alaska. Daniel Davis, the department's principal deputy assistant secretary for land and minerals management, also wrote that the review may prompt a new decision on how much of the reserves should be open for drilling. Until that time, the BLM won't offer offer leases for drilling on tracts of land that were newly opened up for drilling last year. Trump ain't buying shit. Trump ain't got no money. Right-wingers are morons. Biden's basic question in a 2009 White House meeting exposed the folly of the Afghanistan war. I, once again, I never expected that I would be here. If you told me a year ago that I'd be sitting here praising Joe Biden's foreign policy and bashing his domestic policy, I would have never expected that. Dude, fuck you and your drill baby drill. Fuck off. Seriously. Why do you want to come in here and fucking promote your stupidity? Why? Why do you do that? Yes, you are indeed a joke. You're an idiot. On the afternoon of October 9th, 2009, President Barack Obama met with his top generals, cabinet officials, and his vice president to hash out strategy for the war in Afghanistan. This is from The Intercept last week. Earlier that morning, Obama learned he'd been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. The war in Afghanistan was now eight years old, and Obama had campaigned on the idea that the Bush administration's effort had been headed in the wrong direction. Generals Stanley McChrystal and David Petraeus, along with much of the military brass, were pushing for a troop increase of 40,000 to 85,000 in Afghanistan. Doing so would allow for a counterinsurgency strategy, they claimed, and would give the Americans time to recruit and train a larger Afghan National Army and police force. The pivotal meeting is captured in Bob Woodward's 2010 book, Obama's Wars. Advocates for an expanded war found their most nettlesome opponent in Joe Biden. As I hear what you're saying, as I read your report, you're saying that we have about a year, Biden said to McChrystal, and that our success relies upon having a reliable, a strong partner in governance to make this work. McChrystal said yes, that was the case. Biden turned to Carl Eckenberry, a former general who was uh, who was now the ambassador to Afghanistan. In your estimation, can we, can that be achieved in the next year? Eckenberry told Biden, no, it was not possible because there was no strong, reliable partner in Afghanistan. Eckenberry followed with a pessimistic, 
10-minute assessment of the situation and pinpointed another logical failure that would manifest itself more than a decade later. We talk about clear, hold, and build, but we actually must include transfer into this, Eckenberry said, adding that to eventually withdraw the transfer was key. Eckenberry said he would challenge the assumption that the U.S. and the Afghan government were aligned. Right now, we're, in deal- we're dealing with an extraordinarily corrupt government. Petraeus, when he spoke, acknowledged what had become obvious. I understand the government is a criminal syndicate. This was the top military brass in 2009. Almost exactly 11 fucking 12 years ago. I understand the government is a criminal syndicate. They knew this 12 fucking years ago and allowed it to continue. And now the right has the audacity to blame Biden for having to trust a criminal syndicate to stay together long enough to allow U.S. troops to withdraw. But we need to help achieve and improve security and, as noted, regain the initiative and turn some recent tactical gains into operational momentum, Petraeus said, adding that he strongly agreed with McChrystal's pitch for a larger force. Biden cut in. If the government's a criminal syndicate a year from now, how will troops make a difference? And the answer is they won't. It continued under Obama because the generals pushed for it. And Obama didn't want to take the hit. What happened to Biden would have happened regardless. Regardless of when they pulled out. If Obama had done that in 2009, the same thing that happened in Kabul this time would have happened then. It probably would have been more violent. Obama didn't want to take the PR hit. And that was just fine for the defense contractors that wanted to see the war keep going. But hey, I'm sure Greg Gutfeld has a good opinion on the situation. Also, can we ban the phrase finally the world is watching because nobody cares if the yeah. world is watching the entire you know the entire t- Taliban government right now is has not a single non-Taliban member right and they're still beating the crap out of people in protests or going around doing nasty things so the whole world is watching means nothing if you don't do anything after you're watching. It's like people who hold up smartphones while you're being attacked. It's like, could you help me? Put down the phone and help me, you big jerks. This is, it goes back to, everybody agrees. The decision we were into, the implementation, awful. This is so royally screwed up. It's almost impossible to unscrew it. It's like a car accident. You can't reverse it and get the car. Oh, I know. You just hope that the insurance company will total it. So you don't ever get that car that never is quite the same. So I think that, like, there's no way to undo this. What in the fuck is that, like, 
unicorn pony fucking cup he's drinking out of. Now we're kind of all, we, and we didn't, we didn't accept this, but we're now along for the ride. No, I came in right after that happened. You told me about him. General, not even sure. Adam linked me to his channel, but he had just went off. There, they're not even sure what's going on, and we're so we have to be there. I mean, we just have to sit there and deal with it. We have no intel. We're told uh, what the Taliban are doing by, by the Taliban. And we're telling them what we want. Please don't hurt the Americans and we'll reward you. So we're the first nation in history to actually extort ourselves. What? That's all. That's fucking one. I don't think that's true. There's probably been many countries extort themselves. But the U.S. does it over and over and over again. God damn, Gutfeld. You're stupid. What the fuck does that mean? It gives him strength versus the media. What the fuck are you talking about? What, Gutfeld? He is the media. Lindsey Graham thinks we will need to uh, reinvade Afghanistan. The Warhawks are already at it. Hear what he had to he say to the, the BBC. Caliphate. Okay, it rose on Obama and Biden's watch, and Trump sent the military in to destroy it. It rose on Obama and Biden's watch? What? Trump sent the military into... Trump fucking negotiated with the Taliban, released 5,000 fucking Taliban fighters as part of an agreement with the Taliban. What are you talking about? Lindsey fucking Graham, you idiot. When he left, there were 2,500 U.S. soldiers on the ground with NATO allies. They're no longer there. He killed Soleimani, which I think was a good thing. He rebuilt the military in a... He attacked a general for a nation in Iraq. Like, it was, it was, like, how is that not an international war crime? ...fashion where we can be effective all over the globe. The deterioration of the military during the Obama years was real. So here's my point. Whether you like Trump or not... Whether you believe it's Trump's fault or Biden's fault, here's where we're at as a world. The Taliban. I think it's Reagan's fault and Bush's fault. <laughs> I think Obama and Biden had a hand in it. Clearly, Biden, as we saw in 2009, he was on the, the right side of history back then. So I think Biden has the, the least culpability in any of this. You stupid ass. You have more culpability in this than Joe Biden does. Lindsey Graham. Taliban are not reformed. They're not new. They have a view of the world out of sync with modern times. They're going to impose a lifestyle on the Afghan people uh, that I think is, is going to make us all sick to our stomach. But most importantly, they're going to give safe haven to al-Qaeda, who has ambitions. We saw right-wingers, including Don Jr., praise the fucking Taliban because they agree with their stance on the, the, the fucking social media. Restricting restricting women. Fuck you, Lindsey Graham. Ambitions to drive us out of the Mideast writ large and attack us because of our way of life. We will be going back into Afghanistan as we went back into Iraq and Syria. To the Hang on. Are you, are you, you seriously yeah. think the United States will once again, we'll in, have to. in a foreseeable future, yes. put troops back into we'll Afghanistan? We'll have to. How many times do we have to teach you the lesson, old man? What the fuck? Fucking read a history book, Lindsey Graham. We'll have to because the threat will go so 
will be so large. Why did we go back to Syria and Iraq? Why do we have 5,000 troops in Iraq today? Because of the caliphate rising, projecting force outside of Iraq, killing Americans, killing the French, attacking the British. So, yes, it will be a call. What are the British and the French doing in Iraq? Not deal with this over the horizon. Are you telling me they attacked people that were an invading force in their fucking country? Duh! Here's my solution. Help the resistance in the Panjir Valley. The Taliban will not be able to govern Afghanistan. They're hated by the Afghan people. What's going to happen over time is you're going to see the resistance. The U.S. is hated by the Afghan people. ISIS will come after the Taliban large, and the entire country is going to fracture in the next year creating a perfect storm for Western interests to be attacked, you can do one of two things. You can say, that's no longer my problem. Let it build and get hit or hit them before they hit you. Now, he, he was right in that it is probably going to divide along ethnic lines. Like, the Kurds would like their own state. <laughs> yeah, the Panjir Valley has already collapsed in the last uh, couple of days. The Taliban has taken over. I think that completes their takeover of the entire fucking country. Donald Trump is 99-100% likely to run for president in 2024. Do we have a video? We'll watch the video if we got a video here. I don't know. CNN wasn't uh, playing videos for me earlier. I don't know what's going on. I'll turn off my ad blocker. How about that? Does that make you happier? Crystal Lizza. That was exactly what it was. It wanted to play an ad for me. Fuck them in their ad. Oh, there's Dan Crenshaw again. I'd like to remind everybody I would give anything, anything in the world to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye, pussy. Just letting everybody know, in case you're you're joining me for the first time, that I do often. Summer, so I wore this t-shirt to celebrate. Not Nobody a- cares what you're wearing, Chris Eliza. Have a conversation with any Republican, or really any person, and tell them you're a political reporter. And the first question you almost always get is this. So, is Trump running again? Now, that question is, of course, both absolutely critical to the future of the Republican Party and the country, and utterly unanswerable at the moment, which makes some awkward conversations. Apparently, Jim Jordan has said that yes. Trump said in an early May interview with Candace Owens on The Daily Wire, adding this, but I think people are going to be very, very happy when I make a certain announcement, end quote. He's going He's going to hold it over That's people's heads as long as he can. You know the deal response about 2024 has become de rigueur for the former president as he ponders his political future. But it also doesn't really mean anything. We're a long, he's trying to manipulate the news cycle as well. ...unofficial start of the 2024 campaign. And we're only six months removed from the 2020 election, and Trump still hasn't conceded defeat in that one. <laughs> he also happens to be legendary for changing his mind on a whim. So... Don't bank on it. I don't think he's going to change his mind about this. It's not entirely clear whether his ongoing legal and financial troubles allow him to do so. Now that uns- That's probably going to be the key. Fascinating dynamic among would-be candidates. Attempting to be both deferential to Trump and his 
vague wishes while also courting his support in the event he doesn't run. Texas Senator Ted Cruz is the latest example of this ring kissing, traveling to Mar-a-Lago to have dinner with the former president in early May and making sure to tweet about it. Former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Nikki Haley felt the need to make clear that she wouldn't run in 2024 if Trump does. I would not run if President Trump ran. And a I would fucking sycophant. I mean, that's something that we'll have a conversation about at some point if that decision is something that has to be made. Then there's former Vice President Mike Pence, who touted Trump, quote, we made America greater than ever before, end quote, at a recent speech, <laughs> despite the former president's ongoing animosity toward him regarding the 2020 election and his role in it. Here's a little bit of what Pence said. So because of your support and maybe to a greater extent, your prayers. Huh. History. We made a difference. For Trump supporters America. chanted, Hang Mike Pence, hang Mike Pence, as they tried to overturn the 2020 so election. So, while it's not yet clear whether Trump will actually run, what is clear is that unless something changes drastically, he will A, be the clear frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, and B, be the clear underdog against President Joe Biden in a general election in 2024. He would lose in 2024. Immensely popular within the Republican base and almost nowhere. No one else. Exactly. He has no appeal. Problem for Republicans because they can't stop him from getting the nomination. See 2016. And he will struggle to win. I want him to run. I want him to talk about running. I want him to be in the news as much as fucking possible. Trump knows what he will do in 2024. But the entire Republican political world will be hanging on his every word between now and then and what he ultimately decides. Biden will more than likely run in 2024. Anyone who thinks otherwise is stupid. Check them all out. Dude! (laughs) Ha ha! Watch it. Fucking, that's how politics works. God damn. Biden will almost certainly be the Democratic nominee in 2024. Now, that doesn't mean that me and the Progressive Coalition are going to wage a campaign. Yes, Merkin, welcome to the Not Time Warp edition of the Troll Patrol Live! We are actually live tonight. I don't know. I don't know what people are... When somebody says Russiagate, I want to laugh in their fucking face. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't... I don't, like, fucking... That is the extent I have exposure to cable news. I don't know what fucking talking heads have been arguing on news sites. I have the Mueller report and the Senate Judiciary Committee report right here. I can show you there was over 100 campaign connections between Russia and the Trump campaign. I can show you that Russia definitely wanted Trump to win. Well, I wanted Trump to win. They felt that Trump would be favorable to Russia. They didn't think Trump stood a chance. They just wanted to uh, sow discord in the election. I don't... What are you talking about? Russiagate. I hate people using that term. What the fuck are you talking about? 
I want somebody to explain to me what Russiagate is. Because I have the facts right here. I've already got the Mueller report fucking highlighted. So I don't I don't know what people mean when they say Russiagate. We also have a story coming out yesterday, I think it was, about China picking up those very same tactics and using it to spur protests against COVID-19 information earlier in the year. Interesting. Yeah, that whole day attacked us because of her. I watched a uh, front line. It was like 20 years since 9-11 or whatever. I watched like the first part of it last night. And the whole Bush speech was like, they attacked us for our freedom. No, they didn't. You're a propagandist. You're a piece of shit. It made me so angry going back and watching that bullshit. And even even Colin Powell, his fucking interview, like in in, in, in today times. Where he where he's talking about like our case just fell apart. Like they didn't know beforehand that they didn't have a case. They knowingly lied us into war and nobody was held accountable. And right-wingers are losing their minds wanting to impeach Joe Biden and put him in jail for fucking what? Bush lied us into war. How many thousands of fucking innocent Americans, innocent Afghanis died because of Bush's lies for his buddies to make money? But that doesn't make right-wingers outraged. No, we got, we've got to throw shit at the dude that actually did the right thing and got us the fuck out. Well, I don't, I don't know that it's a thing like hating their lives. Um, it's so weird that, you know... I used to talk, like, back 20 years ago, as this shit was going, 15 fucking years ago, as this shit was going on, I used to talk about how, you know, terrorism was a desperate people. But now that I've, I've, I've actually looked at the research and shit, it's not. Terror, the number one, the number one profession likely to become a terrorist is an engineer. One of the best paid people in our society. And we we saw the dude that drove up in front of the Library of Congress the other day with his little homemade bomb. He was in his fucking forty, fifty thousand dollar truck. Like I like I've I've had to re- Osama bin Laden, the most famous terrorist, was a was a fucking rich crybaby. Like It used to make more sense to me. He did not have a bomb. It was it was not an active explosive. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Because, like, he's probably just too dumb to actually make one. He didn't know that he wasn't in front of fucking Congress. That's the problem with fucking right-wingers. They don't even know what building is what how our government works. They know nothing about anything, but boy, are they pissed off. 
Most of them couldn't pass a goddamn civics class. I'm certain Trump is going to run, and he's doing stupid shit like this. I am hoping he catches the COVID again. We don't even have to worry about him. He says he's not going to take a booster. I kind of think he already had one. Donald Trump will host the Holyfield Belfort boxing match in Florida on September 11th. On September, the 20th anniversary of September 11th, the former president is probably getting paid (laughs) to be involved in a a boxing match. Like, the, the absurdity of this. And I just, I can't... I can't believe people take this stupid motherfucker seriously. I I just it blows my fucking mind. But speaking of taking Trump seriously, prosecutors in Georgia are definitely taking his election interference seriously. Fulton County investigation into Donald Trump is moving forward. This is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis investigation into whether uh, former uh, former President Donald Trump broke state laws by trying to overturn the results of the election is moving forward. Over the holiday weekend, the Daily Beast quoted Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger confirming that Fulton County investigators have asked us for documents They've talked to some of our folks, and we will cooperate fully. The outlet reported that investigators have interviewed at least four people, including office attorney Ryan Germany, communication specialist Ari Schaefer, chief operating officer Gabriel Sterling, and outreach director Sam Teasley. We're told that Raffensperger has yet to be interviewed. Investigators are coordinating with federal lawmakers probing the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol to share documents that could be useful to the state probe according to a person with direct knowledge of the discussions. The DA's office is focusing on the January 2nd phone call Trump placed to Raffensperger, in which he urged his fellow Republican to find the votes to reverse Joe Biden's win in Georgia. But the investigation could also extend to Trump's attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? Yes, apparently trying to charge an exorbitant amount on Cameo, who promoted lies about election fraud in a state legislative hearing, and U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham of South Carolina, who was accused by Raffensperger of urging him to toss mail-in ballots in certain counties. Graham and Giuliani have denied any wrongdoing. Not clear how quickly the investigation is proceeding, but we're told to expect significant developments within months. Trump might not be able to run. He may be held up in legal proceedings that he doesn't have the money to fight. Biden administration tells ex-Trump officials to resign. Motherfucking CNN. 
The Biden administration has told 11 officials appointed to military service academy advisory boards by former President Donald Trump to resign or be dismissed. Source familiar with CNN's K-File. Officials asked to resign include prominent former Trump officials like former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer, former senior counselor to the president Kellyanne Conway, and former National Security Advisor H.R. McMaster. They were appointed to the advisory boards of the Naval Academy, Air Force Academy, and West Point respectively. Uh, We'll get the CNN piece on this. 11 officials who had been appointed to military service academy boards by former President Trump to... I think we have Kellyanne's response in this. Those told to resign include prominent officials such as Sean Spicer, Kellyanne Conway, David Urban, H.R. McMaster. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki answered questions this afternoon about whether President Biden was politicizing the issue. I will let others evaluate whether they think Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer and others were qualified or not political uh, to serve on these boards. Uh, but uh, the president's uh, oh, snap. qualification requirements are not your party registration. Uh, they are whether you're qualified to serve and whether uh, you're aligned with the values of this administration. Well, Kellyanne Conway just responded on Twitter with a copy of the letter she sent back to President Biden, which concludes, I'm not resigning but you should. Uh, let's discuss. Uh, Sungmin, let me start with you. Saki was responding to your question there, but we should point out, it, it's not just... Uh- Dude, DK, I don't give a shit. What the fuck you want to throw up? Oh, but Biden did this that has nothing to do with what we are talking about. Go the fuck away, dude. I'll have somebody ban you. Like, that is completely irrelevant. I don't give a shit what you're talking about. Fucking Biden misremembers shit all the time. That's been his entire fucking political career. I don't give a shit. I voted for Biden to empower Bernie Sanders. I voted for Biden to empower AOC, Pramila Jayapal. Fucking fuck Biden. I don't like him. I give him credit where credit is due. I criticize him where it's warranted. But I do not give a shit about some hearsay gossip about, oh, Jewish leaders said he didn't actually visit. Fuck the fuck off. It has nothing to do with policy, which is what we are talking about here. Do you have something to add to the conversation or are you just a fucking little political hack, a little bitch that just wants to to get his feelings hurt about everything that Joe Biden fucking does? I'm not a Joe Biden supporter, dude. It was a strategic vote to power to empower the coalition that I'm a part of. Letting right-wing idiots like Trump win another election and run the government doesn't help me. Nor does it help you. You were voting against your own best interest if you supported the dumb fuck. Every Democratic president in my lifetime has cut the deficit with one being the only politician in like a century to balance the budget. Every Republican in my lifetime has wrecked the economy, started stupid-ass wars, been involved in just the most outrageous, heinous fucking acts. Like Ronald Reagan, who sold arms to the Mujahideen, trained the goddamn Taliban that we're fighting now that all the Republicans are bitching about. Use the funds from that sale to fund fucking right-wing death squads in South America and flood the streets of the U.S. with crack. 
So I don't give a shit if fucking 80-year-old Joe Biden, I'm sorry I got corrected the other day, he's 78 or 79. If almost 80-year-old fucking Joe Biden can't remember shit anymore, fuck off. I don't care. And it has nothing, nothing to do with me talking about actual issues that matter. So please take your bullshit elsewhere. I love to argue with right-wing fucking morons. That's why I have a phone number open, 917-830-4359. I've got the Discord. Anybody is welcome. You can comment what the fuck ever. But if you want me to actually engage with you, then I would stay the fuck on topic. It doesn't matter in any way. What you're talking about is just sheer fucking idiocy. You got a retort? You want to try to call in or something? You got something to say. No, you get what I'm saying though, right? How fucking stupid you are. I wish you could feel embarrassment. Please feel embarrassment. It would save the rest of us a lot of time. But I mean, clearly I wanted to engage with what you said because fucking yelling at dumb fucks is my bread and butter over here. It's 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 good content. But like, I would like a higher level of dumb fuck, you know? I would like somebody that's at least talking about something that matters. I don't want to have to argue about stupid fucking gossip bullshit. Uh, political figures like Kelly and Conway. Not high enough for this shit. Fired from these boards includes David Urban, who used to be a commentator here. He went to West Point. H.R. McMaster, who... He was fired from the board of West Point today by Biden, but on Saturday he's going to get their highest alumni right, right. association <laughs> award uh, for graduates. Uh, so there are some individuals that have a claim to these positions uh, who who uh, are, were just fired. Right, right. And, and the point that Jen was making to our questions earlier today is that these are presidential appointees, so of course they serve at the the pleasure of the president who is in office. Um, and she said she wanted a nominee or appointees to the board that would better reflect the president's values. But also these boards, traditionally these are you know largely advisory and ceremonial. A lot of these terms, they're three-year terms, they go across administration. So it was an interesting move by the administration to do this. Now how far uh, the former Trump officials... Trump did it. Make an issue, we'll have I don't know for like those again. specific boards, uh, but he asked all kinds of Obama uh, appointments to resign. Push this on a little bit further. Right, and it wasn't exactly a letter that was demonstrating that right. she was capable of doing the job in a nine-part, nonpartisan way. True. We have new video of the pipe bomb that was planted during the insurrection on January the 6th. 
We have some breaking news on that front coming out of Washington. Uh, the FBI is releasing new video regarding the person suspected of placing pipe bombs near the Capitol the night before the January 6th riot. It is one of the uh, biggest unsolved mysteries of that day. NBC News Justice Correspondent Pete Williams joins us now with more uh, on this from Washington. Pete, what does the video show? What more is the FBI saying about this case? Well, the investigators say they still don't know who did this, and they're hoping that these two new videos can help generate some valuable tips. The first one shows the suspect walking up to and sitting down on a park bench near the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee. Sitting on a park bench. The bomb is planted later after this surveillance video, but you see the suspect sitting down there at the park bench, reaching into a... Oh, yeah, bust out a little Jethro Tull on you. And uh, uh, taking out what appears to be a phone, you see the, the suspect sort of illuminated here in just a second from the light from the cell phone uh, as the suspect apparently looks at the phone, then puts it back in the backpack and walks away. The suspect was wearing a face mask, gray hoodie, black and white, gray. Well, good on them for wearing a mask. Shoes and gloves in addition to carrying a backpack. Now, all this happened. I mean, that's the funniest thing about the, the insurrection is that all the fucking... Insurrectionists had a perfectly fine reason to wear masks and didn't because they're idiots. The route that the FBI believes the suspect took uh, from the Democratic National... I think we're just shy of 600 arrests now. ...that was placed at the headquarters of the Republican National Committee, both of these uh, near the Capitol, the Republican National Committee on First Street, the Democratic National Committee on South Capitol, both of them in southeast Washington... And the, as the video rolls along, it's not just a still frame map, but you'll see the, the dot there of the person moving along. And then the video also, uh, there's a version of this video that lays in previously seen surveillance videos of the suspect walking along those various places. So there's, I gather, two versions of this map. One shows uh, the, I'll get it. the route itself. And you, sa- you see down on the lower right screen... How the fuck is a phone ringing in MSNBC's goddamn fucking TV studio? ...away from the Republican National Committee site. And here's, here's how it shows the video laid in. Maybe that's why, maybe that's why George had some issues with her. Like, they, they had a contentious relationship there at the end. Probably still do. ...was based, although investigators now say they don't believe that the person was from this area of Capitol Hill. So they've obviously canvassed uh, probably every house along this route. They've looked for every single frame of surveillance video that they can find. And they've been able to, by looking at all these various videos, uh, figure out where this person was walking, where they came from, and uh, how they came to, to plant this these two pipes. I mean, I assume they're a, a visitor for the fucking rally. Discovery just hours before the rioters stormed the Capitol pulled away many law enforcement people from the Capitol, and it was a distraction to law enforcement. And it's it's a not only a mystery of who this person was, and I'm, I'm using the term person advisably because investigators haven't said whether they believe it's a man or a woman, but one of the uh, mysteries is the, these two pipe bombs made of metal pipe and what appeared to be ordinary kitchen timers. The analysts who've looked at them say they appeared to be fully functional. They were made with homemade black powder. So the question is, why didn't they go off? Right. Uh, and they've never been able to quite figure that out. What was the purpose of planting them? They just don't know because they don't know who this person was, Amen. 
Uh, Pete, real quick about this video. Do we know uh, in terms of why it's released now? Was it just recently acquired by the FBI or do we know if it was in their possession for some time but decided to release it now to get information? Well, with all of these videos, they sort of follow the same uh, function. They, with, when, when they get their hands on it, the first thing they do is analyze it and try to extract every last bit of, of evidence out of it before it's released publicly to see if there's something that can give them a jump on who this person is. When they're satisfied that they can't get anything more out of it themselves, that's when they turn it loose. They've done this now three or four times with different videos, hoping that somebody will see something in the way this person moved, their mannerisms, the route they took. Uh, is there something familiar that will uh, strike people as familiar and, and make them want to call the FBI? You, I should say you can see these videos yourself on the FBI's website. Interesting. Now, there was a pipe bomb planted at both the DNC and the RNC. I wouldn't put that past Trump supporters who clearly were chanting, hang Mike Pence. It was it was still the the MAGA crowd that was there for the rally. I'm sure, and I I wouldn't be surprised to find out that they were working with the Oath Keepers or the Proud Boys, who are on video the night before talking about the coordinated effort to attack the Capitol. Speaking of which, here we got a story about the Oath Keepers, one of which uh, snitched. On himself to an FBI agent. This motherfucker right here. An oath keeper and accused Capitol rider who owns a tattoo parlor in upstate New York unwittingly poured his heart out to an off-duty FBI agent who'd stopped by his business for an appointment. Dumbest fucks walking the planet. Robert Minuta who's facing serious conspiracy charges for his alleged role in the January 6th insurrection, was lulled into a false sense of security when a group of people, including the agent, booked an appointment to get matching tattoos at his parlor, Casa de Delore, in Newborough, uh, New York, on July 17th, during the three and a half hours that the off-duty Fed and his entourage were getting tattooed, Manuda covered a lot of ground with regards to his case. According to recently unsealed court documents, he even ordered pizza. Menuda told the group that his life had been crazy since the 6th of January. According to the unclassified FBI memo, he explained that he was part of the security detail for right-wing operative and Trump ally Roger Stone on January 6th. Well, I guarantee he was behind coordination between the groups. He called the conspiracy charges fake that he wasn't involved in any conspiracy and claimed he saw Antifa at the Capitol. FYI, there's absolutely no evidence to suggest that anti-fascist protesters were present at the Capitol. He said he had to turn in his firearms in exchange for being released pending the outcome of his jury trial and has had some problems with security at airports, plus his travel is limited. He also talked about how his tattoo parlor had been vandalized in March after he'd been charged in connection with the Capitol riot. Oh, wow! Somebody vandalized your tattoo parlor. Are you one of the ones that smeared shit on the walls of the Capitol? Did you still adore? Did you still adore, motherfucker? 
The parts of the FBI memo are redacted. For example, uh, Minuta told the group that he... I keep wanting to say, like, Minuto. <laughs> Minuta told the group that he spoke to someone twice on January 6th, once to provide information about someone's security detail, and another to advise that when the detail left. He also said that the FBI already knew about those calls having gone through his phone records. The off-duty agent who submitted a memo to the FBI about their conversation in the tattoo parlor insists that Minuta volunteered the information about his case and that the agent asked only one clarifying question, which was whether the felony charges he was facing were for conspiracy. But Minuta's lawyer is arguing the conversation wasn't a cool way to get information out of her client and that the interaction violated his constitutional rights. <laughs> An emotion filed earlier, which I mean, hey, I can't blame a lawyer for trying to do whatever legal wrangling they can. Like, they have to act in their, in their client's best interest, and their client's best interest is to get off, so... I can't fault the lawyer for that, but like, just, ah, oh, that's hilarious. The motion filed earlier this week, she asked the judge to throw out Minuta's case entirely. The Oath Keepers, an anti-government conspiracy-oriented militia, has been under intense scrutiny since nearly 20 of its members have been charged for their alleged involvement in the January 6th riot. In addition to being an Oath Keeper, uh, an Oath Keeper, Minuta had been photographed at earlier pro-Trump rallies in Washington, D.C., marching alongside members of the Proud Boys, another group that's overrepresented in Capitol Riot defendants. Look at this motherfucker right here. He was involved in stealing that door, or he, smear- he smeared some shit on the walls. I- look at him. He had to do it. Now, I alluded to this when somebody brought up the stupid-ass Russiagate earlier. A pro-China online network used fake accounts to urge Asian Americans to attend protests. Campaign is the first known instance of China-linked actors fomenting real-world U.S. protests. A network of fake social media accounts linked to the Chinese government has attempted to draw Americans out to real-world protests against anti-Asian American racism and popular but unsubstantiated allegations that China engineered the virus that caused the COVID-19 pandemic. This is according to U.S. security firms. They don't name the firms in this Wall Street Journal article. So, a bit of skepticism... Quoting U.S. security firms and the Wall Street Journal. The attempts to physically mobilize Americans have so far failed, researchers said, but they represent a troubling effort reminiscent of Russia's attempts to sow discord during the 2016 presidential election, which absolutely happened. I don't know if... I want somebody that uses the word Russiagate to actually explain to me what they mean by Russiagate. So I can tell them whether the claim is false or not. There was this whole cable news debate and like apparently it turned Glenn Greenwald into a fucking lunatic. About exactly what... Well, I mean, it was was pro-China too. But yeah, like it, it does like it's not like they're funneling just complete conspiracy theories into the hands of dumb fucks like Russia did in twenty sixteen. 
and probably continues to do to a much lesser extent. I like... I'm like omniscient online. Like I'm... I'm omnipresent on there. The internet changed at like the end of 2015 into 2016. There was something funky going on. Now it's... A lot of it was like, do I think I interacted with fucking foreign trolls? Not not that likely. Most of the people I interacted with are dumb fucks from, you know, down the road. But like, Russia did plant the seeds of actual conspiracy theories and made like stupid ass memes and shit. That was easy for dumb fuck right wingers to share out. And like, it's... It's so easy to manipulate idiot-ass right-wingers. It really is. According to research published Wednesday, my Mandiant Mandiant, and Alphabet's Google unit, thousands of accounts across dozens of social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, and online forums have urged Asian Americans into the streets to protest against racial injustice in the U.S., one example, the network encouraged Asian Americans to show up to a protest on April 24th to fight back against unsubstantiated theories that the virus that caused the COVID-19 pandemic was deliberately engineered in a Chinese lab. The network later claimed success, even though the protests appear not to have taken place. Huh. Asian Americans have increased during the pandemic Oh, I'm sorry. I was I was blocking a line there. Asian American advocacy organizations have said hate crimes against Asian Americans have increased during the pandemic. The sentence Asian Americans have increased during the pandemic just didn't seem right. A trend that led to passage in May of bipartisan legislation in Congress intended to address the issue. Mandiant and Google, these are the security firms, didn't directly attribute the activity to the Chinese government a finding that often requires nation-state espionage tradecraft, typically unavailable to private tech firms. But the activity is almost certainly supported by a government sponsor, either directly through a government agency or a third-party contractor. In addition to aligning with China's strategic interests, the uh, the campaign appears to involve significant resources based on the growing scale of this operation. Chinese government has broadly denied targeting the U.S. with online influence campaigns or disinformation. What is up, Media Winch? I don't think the chat is funky tonight. Now, speaking of conspiracy theories, QAnon believers in California, or I mean, QAnon believes California recall election will somehow see Trump reinstated. Let me read that one again for you. QAnon believes California recall election will somehow see Trump reinstated. Do you think we're stupid? you think we're fools? Oh, fucking Ron Watkins over here. It took me a second to remember his name. I had to look at the credits there. QAnon followers have turned their attention to the effort to recall California Governor Gavin Newsom, 
baselessly claiming the Democrats have deployed a bot army to prevent Republicans from voting and suggesting Newsom's recall will somehow trigger Donald Trump's return. Media Winch, did this start in one of your groups you've been following? Is this a Shasta County thing? Is this where this shit comes from? Or is this strictly on the boards? QAnon as a movement is sustained by the constant promise that the storm, the movement QAnon followers believe former President Donald Trump will rise up and reveal the true horror of a Democrat-led child sex trafficking ring is just around the corner. But because the storm is made up and never actually going to happen, QAnon influencers instead cling on to real-world events to keep followers engaged. <laughs> For months now, that focus has been on the Arizona audit but the Cyber Ninjas, the company running the recount coming down with COVID-19 and the report being delayed once again. QAnon influencers are now directing their followers' attention to the upcoming recall election in California. Over the weekend, Ron Watkins, who facilitated uh, QAnon's rise on his website, 8Con, stuck on the mask. Oh, but we have conclusive evidence that the masks fucking work. There are only two counties in Tennessee... Only two counties that had no opt-out mask policies. Guess which two counties have the lowest transmission rate? By a country fucking mile! Conclusive fucking evidence. Like, you can't dispute it. And these people are still like, masks don't work! Fucking right-wingers are morons! And, like, I had an argument with some idiots on a Dear Friends page. Like, she, I don't know why she puts up with my bullshit. But, like, these people are all like, well, I got vaccinated, but I, I had reservations, and people with reservations are perfectly okay. Like, no, what reservations? These reservations are coming from right-wing fucking propaganda. Medical professionals will tell you what is fucking up. And it ain't that you should have reservations about the fucking vaccine. And you should absolutely be out there. We, like the map, the map, like we're like the the worst country for transmission right now, except like Mongolia. The map is insane. Despite the fact that we have access the most access to vaccines, the most access to the monoclonal antibody treatments. And still, still, we are one of the countries with one of the highest transmission rates. It's fucked up. What the hell is going on? And what in the fuck is the, like, I was praising Biden earlier for knowing what the fuck he was talking about with Afghanistan, but now what the fuck are you doing, motherfucker? Why are you letting kids die? Why are schools doing this start and stop bullshit? Why are, why are we not receiving aid from the federal government? What the fuck is Congress doing? I mean, I know the infrastructure bill, and I talked about that earlier, but f- Fuck! 
Get off your asses. We have to get this under control. Our hospitals are failing and rationing care. And part of that has to do with the for-profit system. I'm old enough to remember when Obamacare was being debated and the right wing was talking about how, oh, hospitals are going to ration care under Obamacare. No, it's happening now because of the private system. We're going to talk about that here in a second. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm off topic here. We're still on the, we're still on the traitors. Over the weekend, Ron Watkins, who facilitated QAnon's rise on the website Acon, posted a series of messages about the California election to his Telegram channel, making baseless allegations that Newsom had deployed a bot army in order to attack you and try to convince you not to go out and vote. In another message, Watkins wrote, They hired a bot army to convince you not to vote in the California recall because they are panicking. They have no reason to panic, by the way. Another major QAnon influencer, John Sable, Sable, the organizer of the biggest QAnon conference and who is known online as QAnon John, boldly proclaimed that recalling Newsom will trigger the beginning of the storm. Dethroning Newsom is the catalyst for the main event. Sable wrote on his Telegram channel over the weekend, it is unclear what bots Watkins is speaking about. But the most recent polling suggests that Republicans are far more likely to actually vote in the election than Democrats. The polls suggest it will be a tight race over whether or not Newsom is recalled, with no votes currently having a slender advantage. Voting is already underway to decide if California voters want to replace Newsom. The governor has faced several recall campaigns since being elected in 2018, but a campaign launched last year after Newsom initiated statewide lockdowns to battle the pandemic succeeded in getting the 1.7 million signatures to trigger a vote. Now, if Media Winch is still in here, I want to ask you, do you think the amount of people that have been charged... (laughs) In the the Capitol riots, such as our friend Ben Martin, do you think that might have a detrimental effect on the recall campaign because some of their most, you know, fervent supporters aren't going to be there to fucking actually cast a no ballot or a yes ballot? Yes, yes on recall. Oh, oh, shit. We're going to have a media winch in the Discord with us. Oh, uh, fuck. You're going to let us know. Are you there, girl? Fuck these people, dude. Okay, okay, okay. We, we were getting ready to watch uh, uh, Steve Karnacki break down the <laughs> recall, but I want I want your thoughts from on the ground out there in Cali. What's going on? Um, as far as polling looks, and we know that polls can be deceiving. <clears throat> that's what she said. Um, the uh, it looks like Newsom's running about was it like fifty three to forty two percent going to keep his job. It's all um, about turnout, right? Huh? It's all about turnout, right? 
It is all about turnout. Um, you know, the conservatives have a tendency to shoot themselves in the foot and be like, don't mail in your ballots. Go and fucking sign up in the day and go vote the day. And bing, 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 bing. So they end up with a, with, with a smaller turnout because these fuckers can't even end up turning out on the right day, generally. Well, now also, like, will the, the amount of people, because there have been a shit ton of people from California arrested in the Capitol riot. Also, people sick with covid because they're COVID deniers. Do you think that might be enough to help Newsom keep his job? I hope so. <laughs> Short answer. Sweet and to the point. Thank you, Wynn. Yeah, I hope so. Have you voted already? I have my ballot. Um, it is actually sitting right here next to me. Um, yeah, I've got to go ahead and, and button that up and throw it in. I got to... I'm going to check and see if there's a polling place that's going to be close or a drop-off box that I can actually go physically drop it off. But if there isn't one that's, like, close by, I could just throw it in the mailbox. It's, like, three minutes walking distance away from my house. Um, When, when is the election? What day is it? The 14th. September 14th. Oh, I was thinking the 15th. What is 14th? That's Monday? Tuesday? Next Tuesday? It sh- should be a Tuesday, right? Elections are on Tuesdays. <laughs> Depends on where you're at. Like it could be any day. It could be any fucking day of the week here in Alabama. It is a it is a Tuesday. So I w- that is that is one of the issues I've been very passionate about here on this show is that like they should always be uniform. There should be a spring election day and there should be a fall election day. It should always occur at the same time for every municipality, and that's when you have elections. I don't like these like a city council fucking election will be in June on a Wednesday. Fuck that shit. I'll take it one step further. I think that any be a holiday. large Yes. Why do you gotta step all over me? I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Any 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 large election day, statewide election or uh or a federal national election should be should be a holiday. Well that's what I'm, I'm saying local elections shouldn't be allowed to be outside of the state and federal elections. They should all be held together. You've got to fucking do it on this certain day. You've got a you got a day in May, you got a day in, in November, so you can do primary, blah blah blah. But like all all elections have to be on those specific days. Like I I know like if you have a special election or whatever, like no, I want I still you push it to fucking November, the second Tuesday in November after the first Monday, whatever the fuck. First Tuesday after the first Monday, that's it. I think maybe in some smaller jurisdictions that may cause like a bottleneck for um for maybe places that don't have like as many poll workers. That's also what she said. Um that uh that would just make it more difficult for maybe um, the older constituency or people who don't have the day off or can't get the day off to be able to go in and vote. I don't mind, like... That's why we have to make it a holiday. That's why we have to make it a holiday. And we we pay people to do it, but there's no no reason why we can't pay people to fucking uh, work the polls and shit. Like, we're the richest (laughs) fucking country on earth. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We choose not to. We do pay people to work polls, Justin. (laughs) <laughs> not not me i'm usually the one playing the music for the people working the poll that's i am not stripping on stream for those of you listening to the podcast not not stripping on stream 
I so mean, you, you would have to have at least you would have to have somebody if on well on like live stream, but for the podcast people, somebody would have to be there to, to like describe it. Instead of having like an ASL person, I have to have somebody like calling commentary for the for the podcast. Why not both? And now he's whipping out his hairy nipple. Oh yeah, I would love to see somebody sign what like hairy nipple looks like. He calls this one the baby elephant. Oh, there was there was a strange disturbance that shook the ground in Tennessee, and everybody was like asking what was it. And I was like, I unzipped my pants. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sent me a message the other day about, oh, there was an earthquake in California. Did you feel it? And I'm like, mm, no. It was in central California. I just didn't realize it was, you know, central, like, what, four or five hours north of you? South, yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't that. Uh, what? I'm horrible with directions. <laughs> well, I'd never even heard of the place where it happened anyway, so. Me either, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> Pacific Palisades or something like that. I don't remember. Also, like, I don't, I'm not really aware of, like, how, it was like a three something. I don't know if that's big or small. I don't know how, like, that's that's a small one, isn't it? (laughs) Well, like a six or a seven is a, is a really big one, right? Yeah, that's a, yeah, that's a rump shaker. That's the, the size. A rump shaker. That's the the same size as the one. All I want to do is zoom, 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 zoom in a boom, boom. (laughs) <laughs> just shake the bay that was horrible i need to stop seeing on stream i've done that multiple times tonight already my yeah, apologies right. when i start rapping is when we're in trouble and like what what is it like tones and lock or tones and effect what, what was the name of that band that did that song Drum shaker yeah that was rex and effect rex and effect okay uh uh I got them confused with like what tone lock or something. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it. Like so, I, I I've I've sang Rex in effect and I've sang Jethro Toll to not on stream. That's a that's an odd pairing. That is an odd pairing. I have an eclectic taste in music. What did you just growl at me? No, it was G Willikers. Oh, it sounded like <laughs> sounded like a growl. I was like, well, that would be a good segue to the video I have of a man that like was on a plane and he's growling and like chewing on his mask and shit. That's so weird. Have you seen it? No, people are so weird. Well, it's it's, it's one of those vi- you're going to see it like on one of Dave's shows this week, I, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, Dave's one of those viral videos. No show on Echoplex tonight. Dave's taking the night off. Yeah, I uh, could he not find a co-host or something? I would have came on with. No, him. no, 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 no. He just he's 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 burnt out. He we like he streamed on Monday because I took Monday off, and uh, he did the the Northern California rundown and watched the uh, the Board of Supervisors meeting and the Red, White, and Blueprint podcast. And then yesterday, they, oh yeah, that will that will you know, wear on somebody. <laughs> God, at least it's not Adrian Curry. He was watching Adrian Curry last night when I went over there. What was he? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, Media Winch is right." Just about an hour in, she just goes batshit. She does. But like an hour in, she started getting pissed at chat, and it was fucking hilarious. Like I just happened to like because I get she bitches and complains that like nobody gets the notifications for my Facebook. Like I get I get every fucking notification when she's live. 
And then I also get notifications when she fucking comments on other fucking right-wing bullshit. So she's just fucking stupid. Oh my god, I see, uh, fucking, right now Facebook is like, it wants to shove Spike Cohen up my ass. Do you know who that is? I don't. He was the vice presidential libertarian candidate in 2020. Okay. And he is a nut job, and he fucking comments on everything. And I, like, for some reason, Facebook is like, here you go, here's what Spike said on this page you don't even follow. Yeah. Right now we're trying to figure out what happened to Stephen Mango, because he seems to be ghosting us. Stephen Mango sounds like a fucking cool name, first of all. It might, like, maybe a, an SNL character that yeah, but- dances in a sparkly <laughs> outfit. Yeah. You've seen this watched a Stephen Mango video though, right I, on stream on. I don't, on, uh, I don't think so. Oh, Stephen Mango is this former Scientologist dude who like he gets to the point even slower than Andy Nolch. I think. How was that? I have I talked to you about Andy Nolch since that happened? I don't think so. I don't. I don't think because that happened on Sunday night after after you were co-host with me on the on the Freak Show, right? Yeah, it was on. Um, it was red light on the Plex two weeks ago. Oh, it, has it been that long? That yeah, it's like, if anybody's in here that doesn't know what we're talking about, because like we share a lot of the same audience, like Andy Nolch is this Australian guy that painted a dick on a memorial for a, a woman that was a a victim of rape and murder, and like he's some men's rights activist, Scientology. I don't even know what his fucking grift is. He kept saying like, he wanted to be like a, an Alex Jones reporter last time you talked to him. Yeah, he, like, he in the beginning when we first found him, like, he was trying to be a comedian and maybe possibly... Oh, 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 hold on, did he, because it was a comedian was the woman that died, did he know her? I don't think so. Okay, okay, because, like, that, that, that would make it even more heinous to me. As if, it, as if it's not, because, like, when I say he painted a dick, it was, like, what, 80 feet? It was 80, gigantic. 80 fucking foot. 80, 80 foot. Like, it's it gigantic. Huge. And, uh, yeah, so back in the, back when we first found him, like, we found him because he had posted a video on YouTube that uh, was titled, The Xenu Story is Scientifically Plausible. And we're like, oh, hell no. What is this shit? So we watched the video, and then maybe like two or three weeks later, we ended up getting him on. This is when we were audio only. Still, we ended up getting him on uh, the <clears throat> getting him on uh, to talk to him, and he was just he was just insane. And uh, then like a couple of maybe like a couple maybe like six six months to a year later, we got him on again on a Catterday, and Lil Ritz, my mom just happened to come into the studio do Catterday with us that time and your mom's super uh, cool she tried to fucking like deprogram him she we were fucking hammered my mom and i probably drank like three bottles of champagne between the two of us and we were just like my mom was like tell me what your relationship with your mother is like (laughs) what was what was the answer Mm. he's got a he's got uh, he's got a poor relationship with his mom doesn't he um, you know, we never really got a straight answer out of that. It, it, he you know, does then. I, my relationship with my parents is all right. You know, it's like he didn't really give us a whole, give us a good, clear answer on whether I'm assuming it's probably not great. That's, you know, um, but since the last time 
that we talked to Andy, like he's every time like he'll block Dave on Facebook and shit because Dave just goes hard in the paint. But me, I'm a little I have a little softer touch because I'm on that long grift. And um so like I'll just kind of just like send him random messages and he was he was talking about how the the last time I talked to him, we talked to him. He was talking about how he's not a Scientologist anymore, and he's going. He, he wanted you guys to be so proud of him for that. Yeah, he 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 um, was looking to you guys to give him affirmation, and you denied it. Dave specifically because, denied it every time. Because I don't believe he was ever a Scientologist in the first place, so it's hard to congratulate somebody for leaving something that they weren't a member of. Well, is is uh, is Scientology prominent in Australia? Like, I, yeah. I mean, he, he he's in Sydney, right? So, no, he's in Melbourne. Oh, it's still it's a large metropolitan area. There is a Scientology contingency, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, Australia was uh, some of the very first um, news reporters and news programs that were to do like in-depth anti-Scientology uh, programs and stuff. Um, uh, about the cult, but so I've been watching this documentary about, now, about like, Fox oh. News from uh, the, this Australian broadcast. Like, it's excellent. Like, their journalists are like hard nosed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, like, oh, um. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. My no, apologies. it's okay. He he really he likes he likes history about L. Ron Hubbard. He likes L. Ron Hubbard. And to be perfectly honest with you, it's kind of hard when you know. The like the verified peer reviewed history of L. Ron Hubbard. It's hard to like not like him because he was a, such a solid fucking grifter, and he like the man had a fucking plan, and he just like fucking went for it, you know. But he was and, a shit human uh, being. Yeah, and uh, so I turned him on to the the um, the Robert Evans uh, episodes of Behind the Bastards that he did about L. Ron Hubbard. He's done like six hours of podcasts on L. Ron Hubbard. The very, very last one was the most interesting one, and that was the one about his years before he started Scientology that he was hanging out with Aleister Crowley. And that's, if there's anything that I have learned about L. Ron Hubbard is that like at some point in his like early 20s, the man learned to fuck. And then just like did not stop. <laughs> that's what that's what Robert Evans keeps saying during the podcast. Like Elron Hubbard fucked. Yeah, he did. He learned to fuck. And the yeah the the Aleister Crowley episode uh, where where he's talking about when he was hanging out with Aleister Crowley and shit is just fucking phenomenal. Like the information the, I got to get that Bareface Messiah book that he uh, that he refers back to a lot because that book has got to be just fucking incredible. Indeed. So yeah, I'm surprised you yeah, haven't so turned, already. Yeah, so I Dave turned, hasn't I picked it up. Onto those, and he listened to he listened to a couple of them, and uh, and he said they were very very good. And so yeah, I, I've so I've just been kind of like lightweight messaging with Andy back and forth. I feel like maybe I can like he might be easier to deprogram for me than maybe like Betty Washam, you know. But you you're like halfway there with Betty. Kind of. I mean, she's turned away from the hard the hard like she's off the heroin now she's just she's just snorting a little coke on the weekends <laughs> she's like doing tarot readings and like following like true crime like murder show stories and stuff like that now on her youtube channel rather than like just straight like hunter biden's laptop bullshit yes that's so much better get her get her on the fucking murder porn 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she was already halfway there anyway, but now she's doing like tarot card readings. But it's so funny because I'll go, I'll go on her stream just as like, uh, like when she's when she's uh, streaming live on YouTube, just with my regular account anymore. And I'm just like, hey, Betty, what's going on? And she's like, hi, Ashley, blah, 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 blah. She's like, I'm her bestie now. Or so it's so fucking weird. It's so <laughs> fucking weird. I love it. That's fantastic. And also, um, you know, in case you didn't know. Uh, Malibu gave Madison Star Moon uh, mod privileges on her channel. <laughs> I I still I want to talk to Madison Star Moon because like I I have a crush on her. Good luck. I've never had any kind of interaction with her. She's very elusive. Oh, dude, just go find her on YouTube on Facebook and send her a message and be like, "Hey, I'm David Ashley's friend," and then she'll either block you or she'll talk mad shit. <laughs> I need to. I I am out of Facebook jail. I can do things on Facebook. That's that's the problem when you're you know banned all the time is you can't. Because yeah. I might have had that you know inclination to go and find Madison Star Moon, but like oh, She's like forever pissed. I think maybe specifically at me for like deprogramming Peter Ferris, who was one of her like super besties. And I really hate saying that because these are all people that she's never met. They're like internet friends only. And then like, like they, they, they invest so much personal fucking attention into relationships online versus the ones that they have in real life that it is just, it's, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, so there was this other chemtrail idiot. Well, I mean, we can't talk too much shit about online friends because like we're online friends. No, but we have, like, full intentions of becoming real-life friends, and that's different, you know? That's, like, we're... <laughs> we actually talk about shit other than, like, the the bullshit that brought us together originally. Like, we have right. a genuine yeah. relationship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, like, it's like Nathan, like Nathan Blaze, right? Like, I went, I specific, like, I love Nathan to death. I loved his content. I thought that he was an amazing person just even before, and then, like, I made... Uh, I made a special fucking trip to go up and um, to specifically hang out and meet Nathan because I wanted to because I wanted to be real life friends with him. I did not want that to just be an online thing. And it's the same thing with you. I will if I have to, I will make a fucking trip out to Alabama so I can fucking be real life friends with Justin freaking all. Uh, Sparkles and I would rather come out there by far. We'll do it. Come out here. There's a pandemic going on. I don't leave the house anymore. <laughs> we went and got uh, um, chicken wings from the barbecue place. Like that was that was my first time out of the house in weeks. Wow. Yeah. But we, you I know, we just went through the drive-through. Like, yeah, I work like a regular job. I have to leave. I yeah, can't be I, stuck in the house. I have I work, to go out and do stuff. I work one of these virtual jobs here. I guess you'd call. Yeah. Lucky. <laughs> it has its advantages and disadvantages. It does. I mean, I'm getting fucking fat. I like. I probably would be better off having an actual job that I had to go to. <laughs> would be able to drink three or four glasses of chocolate milk a day. All right. So yeah, with with Madison, like like I said, you know, she, Peter, he was like a hard, dyed in the wool fucking chemtrails dude. To her, 
And then, but there was a lot of things that I noticed in the way that he handled dealing with trolls and his online presence and all of these other things. I'm like, you know what? I don't think that this guy believes in fucking chemtrails. I don't think that he believes any of this shit. And, and so I was like, I fucking, I just started in on him. I'm like, Pete, I'm like, you don't really believe. I, I mean, honestly, come on. And then I saw like an in and I was like, Hey, why don't you come on our show? And, um, and let's talk about this. And so, and then he did. And there was like one of those little tiny little fragments in time where Amanda didn't have us all blocked. And so I like sent her a message and I was like, Hey, we got Peter Ferris on, uh, on stream right now. And he is saying that he didn't ever believe in chemtrails and all this. And she was, she lost her marbles. She was so fucking mad. She was like, it was just, and it was like, we had just, you crushed your world. we, We did. We stripped one of her fucking besties away. And I don't think that she will ever talk to us again after that. I don't think she will. Oh, that was the final straw. I think that was the absolute final straw is that she just, yeah, she won't, she won't do anything. Okay. So maybe, maybe I can sweet talk her and we can backdoor away in this. I have enough distance from you guys. Yeah. I mean, you could try. There's, I mean, there's no, there's no harm in trying. She's already got, you know, she's got me blocked. She's got Dave blocked. Every once in a while, she'll see something that we'll post. What was really funny is that like Chip had done um, a remix of, he used the like a loop of uh, chocolate, and then had a bunch of Madison Star Moon drops, and just did a fucking mix, like a ten minute long mix of just Madison. I Star think Moon. I watched Dave play that the other day. It's so good. It's so funny. And um, is there a video for it with like a DJ like doing it, or is that no, something else I watched? It's on YouTube. There's a it's a clip on YouTube. But she she took that clip and then she cut us out of it and just and then reposted it on her YouTube. Okay, yes, and, that is what I watched because Dave told me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of her friends were like, "This is awesome." <laughs> and she better fucking thank me for all the fucking new followers and new subs that she's got on her YouTube for me pretending to be her on fucking YouTube because every time somebody says oh I love your work I love your work I direct them over to her shit <laughs> well I'm gonna try to get in with her because like I think she's cute do it oh god but like she she a handful there's cats she- just going nuts behind me right now I don't know what they're into Mine are like they. Mine are turned into fucking puddles. Well, see, mine sleep with me. Like they're not up and active when I'm not. Like they just huddle with me in the, in the bed, and then once I get up, like they're just. They take naps. Yeah, mine. Take, my, I mean, my I, my kitties are big, so they're like twenty pounds a piece, except for the little baby one. Oh my! Mine are huge. Oh my god! Fucking socks and well, Smokey's not huge. The one that is most famous on the stream is yeah. like incredibly slender. The other two are fat as fuck. Yeah, and they're mine and they're are... getting older. So like, socks is yeah. probably like eleven now. I, got, I didn't know. I didn't know his actual age. He's like ten, eleven, and then Smokey is seven or eight now. Yeah, Hamish and Turk are babies still, but they're Maine Coons, so they have. 
They're two years old. They have three more years to grow. Because Maine Coons grow real slow. Yeah, I call so. this asshole a baby just because, like, he's he is a smaller cat, but he fat. You know what? Like, he's just a <laughs> smaller boned cat, but he looks like a little potbelly pig. Yeah. <laughs> Dox is a little, big ass cat. We, we have the little teeny one now. We, Jeremiah went and rescued a little feral cat from up at the property up north. And um, it's so. Oh, I think I saw a pic. Did you, did you post a pic? I don't know. I could send you one. She's super cute. She's like she's you better. Like, you better not be holding on 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 cat pics, holding out on well, me. Uh, she's been on stream. <laughs> she's just a little teeny little baby. I'm in and she's out. You know how it is with me because like after I finish my stream, I've usually got work to do. I go cook dinner. Like I'll have you guys on in the background. Yeah, I'll get if I come over here and sit down to like pack a bowl and start talking. I get sucked yeah. in. Dave's like, hey, Justin, get on stream. Justin freaking join us. Justin freaking join us. Yeah. Yeah. So Widget's little teeny baby. And uh, it was like, as soon as we brought her home, Hamish, the big orange kitty, he like adopted her immediately. He's like, oh, this is our baby. This our baby. It needs cleaned. And then just started cleaning her. Turkish was not so welcoming. Uh, but after a couple of weeks, he, he came around and now it's just like a old gay couple who adopted a tiny little baby girl. <laughs> See, they, they still don't like Maynard. I've had him for two years. I mean, like <laughs> Smokey tolerates him, but like Socks and Maynard don't get along at all. And it sucks. And I, and I hate that for Socks. Yeah. Maynard and I have bonded though. So that's, that's the, that's the thing. That's a great name for a cat. Maynard James Kitten. Mm-hmm. They, all my cats were already named, but I had to, you know, give them my own special spin, right? So, Socks is Socks because, you know, he's a tuxedo and he looks like he has socks on. But, like, I renamed him Socrates, and he's Socks for short. That's cute. And then uh, Smokey is Smokey because he's gray, of course, and, like, that's just too plain for me, so he's Smokey Bong. I just got a fucking fucking text message from kevin kylie for california on the recall and it's oh my god like okay how many candidates are there's like fucking 40 isn't there i know hi and it's what what's fucked up is that like this phone number that i have used to be i don't know some person named jamie's fucking phone number so like i'll get all these fucking text messages from numbers that are up north because (laughs) i have a 530 area code for my phone number and um so it doesn't even it's not even my fucking name on it. It's all hi Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> this is David with the Kevin Kylie campaign. Newsom has an early lead. Say the saying. How has the advertising been? Have you gotten a lot of fucking ads for different candidates with, with this See, crowded now, I field? Don't, I don't have regular TV. I just have a bunch of streaming services. Like, I have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and Roku. You're still getting targeted ads on that shit, though, right? No. Oh, you're not? You get what? You you probably are like me and you have an ad blocker. Oh, well, yeah. I have a... I use, like, Brave Browser will block most ads, but... um, Yeah, I don't, I don't get a whole lot of political ads and shit. Uh... I I get like the main time I see ads is if like I'm playing something on the PlayStation I flip over to YouTube and then like fucking yeah. there's nothing I can do about the fucking ads and I get these uh 
they're very Alabama centric. I get like fucking pushing to get vaccines. So like the Alabama football coach is like, we all want packed stadiums in the fall. Get your vaccine. <laughs> now see this last weekend I went to I went to go see Hamilton in the at the Orpheum Theater. Yes. And that theater was sold the fuck out. Sold out. Like, did you feel comfortable with the reason? Because you're in California. It's a lot different than here in, you know, the raging red county that yeah. I'm in. You felt, felt safe? Everybody, everybody had to show either proof of vaccination or uh, proof of a, uh, a COVID, a negative COVID test within the last 72 hours. Are there are and, there mask mandates in California right now? Yes, there is. And so everybody had to be masked and you had to wear your mask the entire time unless you were taking a bite or taking a sip of your drink and then you had to put your mask back on in between. Now see, I I could go with that if I could, you know, get those kinds of restrictions in place. I would still go out to dinner and shit. Uh-uh. I ain't going outside in Alabama right now. I ain't ain't a chance in hell. Sparkles and I went well, out to dinner three weeks in a row. Answer, yeah, to answer the question in chat, are the kids vaccinated yet? Nope, not going. Well, the the kids in, I mean, you can, over 12 kids are getting vaccinated. Under 12, they're not. But there was also a stipulation that um, kids between 5 and 12 ha- also had to show a negative uh, COVID test within the last 72 hours. And children under 5 were not permitted in the theater. So that cuts out like there's not a not a large cohort that could have been there. Yeah. And you 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 stay in your little bubble and shit. Kind of. I mean, I don't really have. I mean, I work and I just I work too much and then stream too much to really have any kind of life outside of like the weekends. And then generally, I just go and either hang out with my sister or my mom. If I go hang out with my mom, then we do end up usually in Napa at some fucking ridiculous restaurant having drinks and fucking good food. <laughs> I don't know if you saw what I did on the stream there. You're probably you're probably a couple seconds behind on the stream. No, um, I saw you. <laughs> were you were you were you here the night that the dude asked me he told me like a parable. Everybody told me he was trying to say that he fucked my, you know, imaginary theoretical wife. But, like, I thought he was trying to tell me some parable or something, and he said, like, my my truck caught fire, and then he saved my wife and my, my dog out of the truck, and then I invited him over for dinner on Friday, and then I let him fuck my wife out of the gratefulness because he saved her from the fire in my truck, but he had actually set the fire in the truck. Was, was Were you here for that night? A no. dude, a dude said that shit to me. That's that's interesting. That's, <laughs> well, I thought he was trying to tell me some sort of like you know, a parable or some shit. That sounds <laughs> like, like a fanfic. Yes, my my wife has this pie on the on on the windowsill, and you want some pie? Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. He he set the fire because I wouldn't share my pie. I. Maybe, maybe if I thought about it at the time, I could have, I could have gone into some kind of communist thing. Like, oh well, yeah. you know, we're we're more communal over on the left side. You know, come over here and get your pie. Yeah. 
And I can understand this. Another comment in chat. The kids go to school, hang out with 20 other kids. A negative test from three days ago is safety theater. And, and I can go with that. I can get, but also at the same time, all of our um, teachers in our schools here in the Bay Area are vaccinated and um, all the kids are wearing masks. And you're just, right, you're so. in an area that has a much higher vaccination rate too. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Compared to where so I'm at. It's a little bit. Like, it would be different if it was, like, in Reading, right, where they have, like, a 35% vaccination rate. But at the same time, it's like the kids, the schools, they still have mask mandates. They're still doing social distancing, regardless of what the parents are having a fucking conniption fit over if they're the anti-maskers. Like, my kids, even if they were not mandating masks in schools, like, my kids on their own would still wear their masks because they know that COVID is fucking bullshit. They're upset at it. And they don't want to get it, you yeah. know, because it ruined their whole fucking, you know, it ruined their Christmas. It, not it didn't ruin their Christmas, but it ruined, you know, it's just, it's been shitty over the last, and they understand, you know, and they even had, they have a little, a little, uh, sandwich baggie of disposable masks that they keep in their backpacks. Um, so if there is a kid that comes to school that does not have a mask, they, they just offer them one and not like, ew, you're not wearing a mask. It's like, oh, do you need a mask? I see you don't have one. You know, they're nice about it, you know, but they're, you know. They're, they're my kids, so what do you expect? I don't understand how there are these people that are enraged by the idea of masks, but not at the idea that their child would catch a virus that has never existed in humans before. I know. I know. It it's just, ridiculous. Mind-blowing to me. But it also uh, it blows my mind that Larry Elder is in the lead... For if somebody is going to replace Governor Newsom, it's going to be Larry Elder, isn't it? That dude is insane. We watched a bit of one of his speeches, uh, or Dave did, on his stream last night. But like, Oh, just go to his fucking Facebook and look at some fucking Facebook Live that he's posted, dude. He's crazy. He's done these Facebook Lives where he's like all poshed out in a fucking big old squishy hotel robe and shit. It's like, oh yeah. You're hella relatable to the fucking pores, you motherfucker. Oh, well, he's he's running on like the fucking like. Well, if you don't like me, you're racist. Like it's the weirdest fucking thing. They're calling me the face of white supremacy, but if you don't vote for me, you're racist. That motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> you don't want to fuck with Bushwick, you know he's crazy. <laughs> Did you get that? Oh no. Oh, it's a Bushwick Bill song from, like, the late 80s. <laughs> I couldn't I could, I rap any more of it because, like, it is filthy as fuck. What fuck are we going to do? What are we going to do? It says words that, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm going to dump you here in a second, and I'm going to go back to talking about the, uh... That's why I was going to transition back to fucking California, because that's my next video, is Steve Karnacki giving us the breakdown... And what's going to happen in the recall election in California? Alrighty, well, you go to it, and I will be in chat. Unfor unfortunately, I didn't have it set up to where I could bring you on as a guest real fast. That's nah, all right. And watch something like I have you here, but like I couldn't watch something with you. That's what. Nah, Wit uh, Winch joined us uh, last week on the Friday Night Freak Show, and that was fun. <laughs> He had a whole docket full of shit. I think we got to, like, what, eight stories in three hours? We didn't watch the alligator eating the fucking drone. 
that we didn't watch the we didn't watch the school board getting pranked. I had all kinds of cool shit. The school board getting pranked was really good. I yeah, I'm sure one. you watched that with producer Dave. Yeah. It never it never got watched on my stream because I was saving it for the Friday Night Freak Show. Mm. Which I was also I was I was letting Sparkles. That's that's kind of the way I do it. I'll let Sparkles pick. But like it's not it's not any different when you're not here. She still just <laughs> we just go with it like it's still She's, just a, a conversation. She is hilariously funny. That when when she came on my birthday stream and that like I had to fucking convince her to do that because I've been on to her for because like she's 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 like seen like most of the comedians in the area in like a romantic sense and she's way funnier than them and like they they fucking dump her because like like oh like it, it takes it takes a chunk out of their ego right so I've been trying to convince yeah. her. To come on the stream with me. The birthday stream was her very first time. We come on with producer Dave. We're like five minutes into the stream. And producer Dave goes, oh, you've got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, she does. She Dude, she keeps me fucking rolling. She's hilarious. And th- mm-hmm. I mean, it was the same way whenever, whenever I started on Echoplex. I started on Local Love. That was my first show on like episode 15 or 16 or some shit. And I was just coming down to the Bay Area for a couple of days. And Dave was like, oh, you should come on. You should come over and do this podcast I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. It's about local music. And we just sit and chat and have drinks and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I have no fucking clue about local music. I have. I've never been on like it. I'm like, I'm not funny. You can like, talk. No. And he's just like, no, you're fine. Come on. <laughs> And here I am five years later. <laughs> you were an integral part of the, uh, 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 fuck, what's the word I'm looking for? Of the space. organization of the, of the corporation of Echoplex Media. <laughs> oh, I was going to, I was trying to transition off a cow. I was trying to make the smooth transition. Tell us something else about the California recall. Something else about the California recall? Um, well, okay, 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 explain to me why, like, we watched that debate that one night, and, like, all those guys that were on the debate stage, they aren't even fucking ranking. They aren't, like, Doug Oose? Where the fuck is Doug Oose? He's not even, like, in the top ten. No, 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 no. And l- the word on the street is, is that Larry Elder was supposed to do that debate, but he won't do debate. He won't do debates. He won't do any video appearances. He won't do any news appearance appearances. He's like, you remember that movie with Eddie Murphy called The Distinguished Gentleman? No, I've I've seen a lot of. Ed- Was this during his like family movie time? No, no, no. It's way before that. Oh, okay. Well, like, you I should, seen you should watch that. You should watch that movie. Uh, absolutely, I'll watch an Eddie Murphy. And if like if it was before his family movie time, it's like. Richard Pryor helped him write it or something, right? Yeah, I don't know about Richard Pryor, but there's a there's there's a lot of good people in that movie. It's it's just a it's his local he's a con man and his local congressman or whatever dies and had they have the same name, so he ends up um, getting elected to Congress just based on his name, on name recognition. And uh, it's and a black guy getting elected in a white guy's place is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a good comedic premise in like the late eighties. Yeah, I like it. I'll, I'll definitely give it a shot. 
Yeah, that's good fun. You're, you're comparing him to Larry Elder? I mean, kind of. It's like he's just trying to get elected on name recognition without doing any sort of real, like, political positioning. You know what I mean? That's kind of what Trump did. I mean, yeah, it's true. Up in, in order to win the Republican nomination, once he won the Republican nomination, the machine got behind him. But up until that point, he ran this like non-traditional. I'm just going to troll the news all the time and go to Twitter and shit. Well, that's how you get free press. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to acting crazy, and that's that's why Larry Elder is the top candidate because he acts crazy, right? Yep. Well, there you go. Well, let's get the breakdown from Steve Karnacki. Media Winch, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, sir. I will see you later. It was it was a pleasure to get your insight on the California election as well as, you know, a little behind the scenes of what goes on here on the Twitch. Two good friends getting together. Now, she kept making fun of my accent the other night on the Freak Show. I don't think I really sound that hick, do I? Comes out sometimes. What are you watching for in this final week? Yeah. Yes, Steve Kornacki. Just the backdrop here in California. I think we all know an extremely Democratic state. In 2018, when Gavin Newsom was elected governor, here were the results. This was a 24-point victory for Gavin Newsom over his Republican opponent. Then in the 2020 presidential election, Joe Biden beat Donald Trump in California by 29 points. you got to go back all the way to 1988 to find a Republican presidential candidate who won California. That was Bush Sr. in 88. Or who even came within 10 points in California. So that's how blue California is. That's the the backdrop for this. Now, the polling in the early part of the summer, mid part of the summer, was suggesting this was a very competitive recall election. However, the more recent polling in the last week or so has started to trend back in the other direction. Remember, it's keep or remove. That's what folks are voting on here in this recall election. And you see that keep number. You see a bunch of double digit for keep poll results that have come in here in the last week or so. If you average together everything that's out there right now in this polling, Keep Gavin Newsom. Don't recall Gavin Newsom. Right now leads on average by 11 points. That's a pretty significant jump from, I'd say, about two weeks ago, Chris. It's a pretty significant margin as well. For Newsom's side, for keeping Newsom. If you look back, California, actually 18 years ago, it had a governor who was recalled, Gray Davis, at this same point, a week out from Gray Davis's recall election back in 2003. It was done. That's how they got Arnold. In the polling. And Gray Davis was, in fact, removed. So now it's double digit for keep in this polling. But again, there is a week to go. We will see what happens here. The world, as we know, is full of surprises. If some words. Ain't that that's an understatement, Steve Karnacki. Simultaneously. Voters are also voting on a giant list of candidates to replace Newsom. Whoever gets the most votes from the giant list would become the governor uh, immediately. This is the polling average right now. These are not all of the candidates. These are some of the candidates. But the headline here is Larry Elder, who is a conservative commentator. Uh, he leads the way right now in this. Now, apparently there were reports that Newsom was able to, like, nudge out any kind of progressive challenger. Because that was their biggest worry in the recall, was that the, you know that there would be enough progressives get behind a certain candidate, 
be able to knock him out of being able to get the majority of the votes. If it ever came to it, if Gavin Newsom did get recalled next week, Larry Elder looks to be the front runner in that race to replace him, Chris. As I said, I had his like speech from yesterday, but let's uh, let's visit his Facebook. Larry Elder. I don't know for for a second there. I thought that was Florida. I was like, why do you have Florida in your cover photo? Let's see one of these Facebook lives. That's what I'm looking for. I want to see one of these lives in this fucking robe. Medium, which was he's probably done a shit to yeah, this is like all the videos he's done in the past four. Oh, here's the robe. Morning, more ragers. Got a question for you. Should I sit down with the editorial board of a particular newspaper here in California? I'm born and raised in California, and. Uh, Which particular newspaper, sir? I've written half a dozen books, two of which were New York Times bestsellers, and two were on the bestseller list of this particular newspaper. They never reviewed any of the books. I'm amazed fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers haven't come out and started playing behind me. We've mentioned California so many times. My columnist carried in one major newspaper here in California, another major newspaper. I don't, World Ragers, I don't know. Never carried any of my over 1,000 columns I've written since April of 1998. As you know, I also executive produced a film called Uncle Tom, an oral history of the black conservative. It's a Malone film directed by Justin Malone. It had a higher IMDb rating than any of the five that were nominated for best Oscar, uh, for uh, best documentary, Oscar for best documentary. (laughs) My unknown movie that I had all my, my friends and people that worked on it go review it on IMDb. Had a higher IMDb rating than the Oscar films. What? that That's some logic right there, sir. It made more money than those five that were nominated for Best Documentary combined. But this particular newspaper never wrote one word about the documentary. You sold it to a bunch this of MAGA dumb fucks, didn't you? For governor. And frankly, has written that they think the recall, even though it's a constitutional provision in California, is a total waste of time. Now, the odds of this newspaper sitting down with me, and no matter how smart I am, how articulate I am, how knowledgeable I am, how funny I am. How up your own ass you are. Will not endorse me if you pay them. So, what's the point? They're going to write something, well, he's not ready, he's not knowledgeable, he doesn't have any experience. It won't matter what I say, it won't matter what I do, I'm not going to get endorsed by them. So my question to you is, should I sit down with this particular newspaper and give them an interview and outline my plans for what I will do if and when I'm lucky enough to replace Gavin Newsom. What's the point? That's my question to you. Go to electelder.com. Elect-elder. This could be the governor of California a week from now. That smile, that was creepy. <laughs> He's asking you to put something in the tip jar. As he stands in his robe... 
The Rolling Hollywood Hills. I don't know. I don't know if he's in Hollywood. The scenic California Hills. Remember a little bit ago I talked about a passenger on a plane that was growling with media winch? Well, this is the video I was alluding to. First of all, I, she's, she's wanting me to fly the fuck out to California during this shit. Ain't fucking happening. Winch, I will see you like next year, maybe like the fucking spring of 2023. I ain't putting up with this shit. singing something at first I kind of thought it was like the Neil Diamond classic they're coming to America but like I don't think that's what he was singing Talking dog, I might save that for the freak show. And now miss what happened over here. Talking duck was worth it though. Looked like they were escorting him out. <laughs> what the fuck was the growling and chewing on his mask? I these these right wingers have lost their damn minds. Apparently they shut down. Hey <laughs> That's not a bad idea, Dustin. Drunken Tucker propaganda. I am angry today. Jeffco's top health official halt mobile, uh, mobile. I'm assuming, no, no, mobile. <laughs> I said it three different ways. Mobile COVID-19 vaccination clinics, not in Mobile, Alabama. Because this is in Colorado. They closed down a vaccination clinic after medical staff was harassed. Motorists run over signs at a vaccine clinic over the Labor Day weekend. The head of Jefferson County Public Health pulled the agency's three COVID-19 vaccination vans off the road over Labor Day weekend after nurses and medical staff administering shots to the public were jeered. And harassed uh, by passerbys. Fucking shit. 
JCPH Executive Director Don Comstock in an interview late Tuesday said that on Saturday, staff manning a mobile vaccine clinic in Gilpin County, which contracts with Jeffco for health services, were yelled at and threatened by passing motorists. One driver, she said, ran over and destroyed temporary signs the clinic had put up around the vaccine tent. That same day, someone threw unidentified liquid at a public health nurse who was walking a who was working a different mobile clinic stationed in front of a Jefferson County restaurant. Jesus. And I understand health professionals getting upset and quitting through all of this. And our for-profit health system is worsening the uh, the nursing shortage amid Delta surge. Along with, you know, the propaganda from idiots like Tucker Carlson causing people to go out and harass medical workers. The Delta variant continues to rage in the United States, maxing out many of the nation's intensive care units. We face a severe deficit in direct care nurses and caregivers in our hospitals. Since 2016, hospitals have turned over an average of 90.8% of their staff including registered nurses. Some hospitals have annual RN vacancies rates hovering well uh, well beyond 20%. But the number actually needed to provide safe care is often double or even triple the number of budgeted vacant positions. Talking about lean staffing. While there's been no shortage of students wishing to study to become nurses, nursing programs across the country are closing even as demand for nurses continues to rise. In New York State alone, more than 170 nursing programs closed over the past 50 years, with only 65 accredited nursing schools remaining. What are the conditions driving RN turnover and vacancy rates, and what can we do to bring on and keep more qualified nurses in the field? We're reading from Truth about a left-wing organization, so of course they're going to hit the nail right on the head and say salary and pay! While salaries and benefits in union-dense regions of New York State have improved, they have still remained substandard in other areas. In non-union and even some unionized hospitals in these areas, the cost of health benefits outweighs salaries, and nurses must resort to taxpayer-funded state government system for their dependents. Ironically, these hospitals, which receive state subsidies are relieved of the cost of insuring their employees, while additional state funds are expended for this purpose. like a fucking double whammy of siphoning money from the taxpayers to subsidize these fucking hospitals that are raking in money. I know for a fact they are. Jesus fucking... Because I worked in the PR department for a fucking hospital. Jesus. Defined benefit uh, pensions have been discarded by many hospitals and replaced with defined contribution plans that are dependent upon the stock market and offer far less protection to retirees. Travel nurses, on the other hand, can earn over $5,000 per week, plus housing, transportation, and food. When hospitals run out of enough nurses to keep patients alive, they resort to paying these costs, as well as travel nurses' lucrative agency fees. Nurses often choose to leave hospital staff and opt for these assignments in various locations in order to make more money, travel, and avoid the torments of staff nurse positions in uncaring facilities. 
It goes on to talk about working conditions. I don't think we even need to get into that. We see what the working conditions are like, especially during a pandemic, when you have right-wing propaganda driving out nut jobs to harass medical professionals. And, of course, this is all coming to a head at the same time that we are going to be dealing with the moo and gamma variants called mu after the greek alphabet that may be able to evade he said mu i said mu the other day i looked it up google told me moo moo existing antibodies including those from vaccines is under close watch by health experts this variant hasn't taken extensive hold in america but wrg's alice coleman tells us why some of the mid-south's top doctors are concerned about mu and other new variants you know, we were celebrating victory even as the Delta variant was at our doorstep. Just as the terms COVID-19 and Delta variant had become a part of many of our vocabularies, new strains of the coronavirus are being added to the World Health Organization's variants of interest list. Oh. Variants such as gamma and mu may have the ability to evade vaccine protection. Dr. Steve Threlkeld is an infectious disease specialist at Baptist Hospital. There's nothing quite at our doorstep right now, but there are other variants out there that could certainly cause us problems. The Mu variant was first detected in Colombia in January, and it's catching attention as COVID-19 cases are trending up in the U.S. and many countries worldwide. According to the WHO, all three Mid-South states, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Tennessee, have reported 10 or fewer cases. The gamma variant was first identified in Japan and Brazil. So things like the gamma variant might be the one that would step in uh, that is more contagious, but it also is slipperier to our immune system. I thought they said thrill kill too, which I mean, I think that's sort of how it was pronounced. Top U.S. health experts say they're very closely watching these new... It made more sense when I saw it spelled out. Paying attention to it. We take everything like that seriously, but we don't consider it an immediate threat right now. Mid-South infectious disease experts say vaccines are still very effective against many of the variants, and they can prevent death. Most of the deaths that are going to happen over the next month are and would be preventable. So everything we can do to prevent severe illness and death, we need to... I don't like the way he said that. The deaths over the next month. Uh, do you know something what that's going to happen like after the next month? I do right now. A warning is yet another season of new variants could become a part of our lives. If nothing else, we've gained humility. Uh, we have made a living on underestimating this virus, uh, every aspect of it and its behavior. Um, and so I think we'd be, we would be very foolish not to... Not to take it very seriously. Alex Coleman, WREGT. Well, where is the fucking federal government? I'm. I, where is the response? Why? Why are we not taking it seriously? We're just gonna send kids to school and and let a certain percentage of them die. Fuck. 909 deaths yesterday. At least it's dipped back under a thousand. We were up to like 1500, 1600 a few weeks ago. Which I mean, we're we're setting records for cases. We just know how to treat it a hell of a lot better.
All right, so let's talk about Joe fucking Rogan. <laughs> Apparently, he's upset with the way his uh, COVID diagnosis was covered by the media. So let's find out what he's got to say. Well, well, well. well if well, it is well. an old horseworm Rogan. <laughs> Well, if it isn't Horseworm Rogan, <laughs> I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're well, man. Bro, do I have to sue CNN? I don't know. I don't know. Do you? They're making shit up. They keep saying I'm taking horse dewormer. I literally got it from it's, a doctor. It's what it's used for. It's an American company. Mm-hmm. It's a. It, they won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for use in human beings. Yeah. And still, still a dewormer. Taking horse dewormer. Yeah. What so, a dewormer for human beings. Right, but a lot of people can say it. Okay. Like the internet. But it's a D war. You are better. You are better because you took monoclonal antibodies. You took that fucking treatment. That's why you're better now, motherfucker. Not because you took the fucking horse dewormer. Jim Acosta. I meant like like USA Today, a few other places. Yeah, and they're talking about ivermectin. Yeah. So what? Because I don't know. I just saw so much news. It's it's anti-parasitic. It's it's not just for worms, but it's for parasites. Threw the kitchen sink at it. You said, which was stuff that you know you took IV drips and was it mono what mono monoclonal antibodies? And what is monoclonal antibodies? The shit they gave Trump. Okay. Yeah. And then what? So who said or did you already? want ivermectin like well i had this guy on dr pierre cory and he is uh, what is the organization he's from frontline Criti- covid critical i mean it is an anti-parasitic it's for parasites uh, they have had some well-established doctors treated thousands of people with covid so and, they have had uh, some um some success in petri dishes of using it to treat viruses and using it as an antiviral. But they have no evidence that it works on COVID whatsoever. Uh, the, early on the pandemic. I don't know who that is, but I'm sure like producer well, Day would be like fucking losing it right good, now. Uh, efficacy with, uh, with, with um, ivermectin. Frontline 19 Critical Care Alliance. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I had him on, and you know he had talked to me about. It. It's not he's not the only doctor that told me to take it. Multiple doctors told me to take it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, doctors in what it's supposed to have? Uh, what is the exact thing it's supposed to do? There's there's something that I highlighted. Um, Are you telling me those doctors didn't tell you to get a vaccine fucking months ago? Ivermectin was found to be a blocker of viral. Uh, replicase R-E-P-L-I-C-A-S-E protease and I don't know what this word is human T-M-P-R-S-S-2 I don't know I feel better about the job I do cold reading the news now that I I saw Rogan do that I'm doing some wacky shit that's completely ineffective Right. CNN was saying that I'm a distributor of misinformation also that was the other thing that happened you kind of are you kind of are yes you got it from a doctor and when i was making fun of you on the internet i kept pointing out joe rogan is rich he got it from like an actual human dosage from an actual doctor most people don't have access 
to a, a fucking doctor. Her doctor is telling them to do something else and laughing at them about the ivermectin because it's not been proven to be effective. And then they're going to fucking farm stores and getting horse dewormer. Literally. And I saw people like defending it, talking about like, well, yeah, like uh, many people in rural America get fucking animal versions. I mean, like, I even saw people like, well, the left likes to do ketamine, which is horse tranquilizer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the, um, in Tokyo, in Japan, which is apparently, uh, they're very conservative about the medication that they, they use and the medications that they uh, endorse. But the Tokyo Medical Association chairman held a live press conference recommending... I'm not high enough for Joe... Now, stick with me here. We got Howard Stern after Joe Rogan. I'm not high enough for this. I got to get a ball. To figure out what's the truth in in a lot of things. But with with regard to this, people go, it's insane to take ivermectin. Like, you see it everywhere. Everyone's like, this is wild. Don't take this shit. And then you have the head of the fucking... Tokyo, whatever medical commission saying, take ivermectin. Yeah, like, I don't know I don't, what's going on, man. I doubt he said that. Speculation. One of the speculations involves the. Um, now, granted, I was over there getting a bong. I don't know what the fuck for the vaccines. That in order for there to be an emergency use authorization, there has to be no treatment mm-hmm. for a disease. Right. So because Ooh. there is this treatment in in ivermectin, and mm-hmm. there's other treatments too. Right. Um, because so wait a minute, wait a minute. His fucking conspiracy theory here is that in order for them to get emergency use authorization for the vaccines, they had to deny the efficacy of ivermectin. I wouldn't necessarily call Joe Rogan a right winger. He is certainly peddling in some right-wing propaganda here. Yes. There's a lot of pushback against potential treatments and pretending that they don't really work or that they're conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. This is the this is the grand conspiracy, right? The grand right. conspiracy is a- No, it's not a conspiracy. We just like people are going to fucking farm stores and getting horse paste. What's crazy is look how better I got. Yeah. I got better pretty quick, bitch. Let's go to like your monoclonal antibodies is how you got better. Is it that night? Do you arrive home and know, or like on your way home, you're like, I don't feel so great? Um, well, Saturday, here's what happened. Friday night, we went out and got hammered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> went out and played pool till 3.30 in the morning, had a, a bunch of drinks. Mm-hmm. Had a br- yeah. bunch of drinks. At That's the a smart show. thing to do during a pandemic. Drinks, and then I had like four afterwards. So yeah. we're pretty lit. Yeah. And it was 3.30 in the morning. Exhausted, plane travel, you know, flew that day mm-hmm. from... Um, I guess so. Fort Lauderdale was the first show. Then that was Tampa, and then the last show was Orlando. Um, that night, I just I was worn out. Friday night, you know, because three thirty in the morning, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, I gotta crash." And then I woke up in the morning, and I was definitely hungover, but I was also just feeling a little out of it, just mm-hmm. a little, just a little, just not good. It's hard to describe. If I had COVID, it was just like beginning stages. But I thought it was a hangover. Right. Which kind of confuses yeah. the way, how you can read it. So drank a lot of water, um, ate, took a bunch of vitamins, went to sleep, got up for the show, felt good. Uh, no drinks yep. that night. Um, and then that night we flew back. And so 
Now, I will, I will give Rogan the benefit of a doubt that he's probably like an honest actor in here. He's just like, you know, I've seen, I've seen it described in, like, it might have been a Reddit thread or some shit. Or like Rogan got to be like the the head ape in the in the in the tribe, he's just sitting around like fucking. Joe like to think about things. Come tell Joe stories or some shit. Joe is not a a good person to evaluate sources, but I mean even fucking Joe Rogan sees through bullshit like fucking D- uh, Dave Rubin. Well, you should probably yes yes um, keep away from me. Let me isolate. Luckily, we have a big house. I mm-hmm. isolated. And in the middle of the night, I was sweating. You know, I would get fevers, and I just I wasn't feeling good. And you but knew it then? I woke up in the morning, I knew it. When the morning, yeah. by the time the morning, I was like... If I had it, it started as a tingle in the back of my neck. And, like, it progressively got worse with a sore throat. And then when I woke up the next morning, it was just like... It's not coming out my ears, it's not coming out my nose, it's not coming out my mouth, it's not coming out all my pores, it's not coming out my, you know, my wherever, as Trump would say. That, that, that was what it was like for me. I don't know specifically if I had it. If I did the vaccine, if I did, it's a fucking like, wow, it came on the quickest I've ever had a bug come on. It did a whole bunch of damage, and then the vaccine worked wonderfully, and I was over it in like a day and a half. But my nose was still swollen and sore for a week plus. Something's going on. Let's see what it is. It's 90-whatever percent sure it was COVID. So, morning I got tested, turned out positive, and then... Just, and this is Sunday? Mm-hmm, Sunday. So, Sunday... Sunday, you're, you find out you're positive. And, and he, here's the motherfucker just recovered from COVID. Right, just yeah. in bed. Smoking cigars. I mean, who am I to talk? Like, I'm getting ready to, to Do you, rip this bong, but like, shit. Had you, did you have... Now, granted, cigars, you don't really inhale. Like, you're not, you're not really... So you, yeah. So when you, some percentage of it goes into your lungs, you but you're just basically rolling it in your mouth. These treatments? Yeah, I already, had the, I already had it in place. You did? Yeah, I was already ready to go. So, and then you start taking them that day. Yeah, I got it. I got all the stuff that I needed. Must be nice being rich. And then Monday, I felt pretty fucking good. And I was taking vitamin IV drips every day. High dose of vitamin C, Mm -hmm. um, vitamin D, uh, and NAD as well. My concern when I spoke to you was just, will you please fucking rest? (laughs) (laughs) That's what I texted you. I was like, no hill runs, no fucking kettlebells, and don't wrestle any fucking cattle today. (laughs) Just rest. I and did. You're like I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest. I rested. I know. I, I did. You I went rest. down, and did some Brazilian I jiu-jitsu. Did some shit, but watch TV. I actually enjoyed the first couple of days because yeah. I was like, "This is a nice, like, a legit, solid excuse where I don't have to do anything." Yes, which never comes up. Right. That was like when the pandemic started back in. Son, you are fucking rich. You can just sit around and not do anything. You have no reason to do anything. Ever. You have made enough money to where you and your family are set for the rest of your fucking life. You don't have to do fucking shit, dude. I don't, I don't like, it's an excuse not to have to do anything because I got sick. What the fuck? March last year where it was like, no, mm-hmm. you have to cancel your dates. I was like, all right, it'll be like a nice week off. Like, like this. <laughs> sure. Two weeks to slow the spread. Yeah, let's fucking chill yeah. out. 
Uh, yeah. Um. So, like, I remember hearing that phrase. I remember like some some local news stations might have said that shit. But like, they keep pointing to that. But like, we were dealing with a virus that is never and and like that's another thing with the CDC. The fucking messaging, which I mean, under Trump, it was one thing. Now under Biden, it, it, it has been a disaster in a complete different way. Oh, he's got he's to go 70 or otherwise he blows up. That not be it. He's got a bomb in his dick. All right, enough Joe Rogan. Let's... Check out what uh, Howard Stern had to say about vaccines, because he made some news. Weird going from Joe Rogan to Howard Stern. And also, like, if you would told, like, you told me last week, you're going to play a clip of Joe Rogan and Howard Stern. Which one are you going to agree with? And I'm, I'm probably going to be like, yeah, Joe Rogan, probably. Nah, nah, I'm on Howard funny when these radio the radio guys are the best like four of them died four of them who were like ranting on the air they will not get vaccinated thank you howard oh my god and then the fucking phil valentine that station still still did a special honoring his legacy by the way they have blocked me from their facebook page because they didn't like what i had to say holy fuck uh, they were they were on fire. These guys. It was like day after day, they were all dying. And then their dying words are, "I wish I had been more into the vaccine. I wish I had taken it." You know, then, I uh, have trouble drumming up compassion, and I think too. that's a terrible thing to not be able to drum up compassion for for people that stupid. Yes, and these fucks like this dude was like. In high society in Nashville, at least the Phil Valentine guy was, probably all these radio personalities, they were in with the with the locals and the Rotary Club and everything. Privileged assholes. And their misinformation, when they should have known better, got people killed. It got people killed. It got themselves killed. It got innocent people killed. That they wind up dying. Where do I have that clip of that Mark Brennan? Bernieri guy, Bernier, the guy who died. Oh, I got it. Here it is. This is the guy, uh, you know, you know, I'm not getting the vaccine. Fuck, but that's the guy who died. That's a great question. And we were going to talk about that as far as the vaccine goes. You know, what about you? I'm not taking it. Come on. Are you kidding me? Mr. Anti-vax? <laughs> Sheepers. Ever? Sheepers. No. Anti-vax. Mr. Anti-vax. And, and he died? He's dead. He no longer walks. There were three other guys, too. I don't have tape of all of them. <laughs> He's, and they're on the radio preaching this shit. i tell you what. As far as I remember, when I went to school, you had to get a measles vaccine. You had to get a mumps vaccine. You had to get... There was a ton of them you got. You Polio. still have to. In order to go yeah. to school, you have to have certain vaccines. When are we going to stop putting up with the idiots in this country? And just say, you now, it's mandatory to get vaccinated. Fuck them. Fuck their freedom. I want my freedom to live. I want to get out of the house already. I I want to go next door and play chess. I I want to go to concerts. Fucking shit. Everybody always calls me like a low-rent Howard Stern. 
But I'm actually not a Howard Stern fan. I know I, I quoted the fucking private parts the other day. When I told somebody, I, I can't even remember who it was, they wanted to sit on the speed. It was it Adam? And I was like, <laughs> I'm not that big of a, a Howard Stern fan, but like, damn, you hit the nail on the head, dude. Now, this is something I just recently learned. The ACLU has flipped their stance on vaccine mandates. The historically libertarian organization now says that strict public health measures protect freedom rather than limit it. The ACLU and Howard Stern are on the same page. A dozen years ago, a deadly virus was spreading around the world and authorities in New York issued a mandate that all healthcare workers in the state get vaccinated, and the American Civil Liberties Union objected. As I pointed out before, the ACLU will defend Nazis when Nazis' rights have been violated. ACLU is an incredibly good organization. Forced vaccination against the H1N1 flu, the ACL wrote at the time, was not warranted. The organization's New York chapter said that individuals have a constitutional right bodily autonomy and that ordering people to choose between a vaccine and losing their job is coercive, invasive, and unjustifiably intrudes upon their fundamental rights. The limited vaccine mandates adopted during the H1N1 epidemic pale in comparison with the directives popping up now in response to the far more dangerous COVID-19 crisis. At the time of the ACLU's 2009 statement, about 1,500 Americans had died from the H1N1 virus compared with the approximately 650,000 who have died from COVID-19 as of this writing. I have a friend who is in the hospital right now. I wonder if it's the same friend, Curiouser. I've lost my place. I'm sorry. Governments and private businesses are requiring COVID-19 vaccination for their employees. Universities are mandating them for their students. And cities are telling their residents that if they want to eat inside a restaurant or attend pretty much any indoor entertainment event, they too must get vaccinated. Critics of the mandates and other orders issued in the name of public health have flooded the courts with lawsuits challenging the policies on civil liberties grounds. Some have asked the ACLU for help, but the centuries-old organization most famous for taking up this cause, Civil Liberties, is actually its middle name, has instead joined the other side. That was a weirdly phrased fucking sentence. The ACLU has not signed on to any of the major challenges to vaccine requirements this year, and its highest-profile litigation has come not in opposition to public health regulations, but in defense of them. In South Carolina, the group is challenging a state law banning school mask mandates, saying it violates the Americans with Disabilities Act by discriminating against students who are susceptible to severe illness from COVID-19. Republican leaders in other states, including Florida and Texas, have also acted to ban mask and vaccine mandates. Democratic officials, by contrast, have endorsed stricter restrictions and requirements to combat the pandemic. The debate has become more and more vitriolic. 
That's an understatement. Local conservative candidates have threatened school board members, and in Arizona, the police were summoned after a group of protesters reportedly threatened to zip-tie a principal who had enforced her school's COVID-19 quarantine quarantine policy. Where did he leave him behind, Afghanistan? <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh at that. I don't know if you're joking or not. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I hope your friend didn't. I don't want to laugh at your friend dying, though. That that would be horrible of me. Oh, was your friend was not. I didn't miss all that. I, I didn't catch all that. <laughs> okay, you're laughing. Good. All right, here's something to laugh at. While while we have cops that are dying, like, in the hundreds because they refuse vaccination, which I think is hilarious, three uh, Vermont state troopers have had to resign in connection with a fake COVID vaccination card scheme. Vermont state troopers have resigned after being accused of creating... I just said that! 19 vaccination cards. They're suspected to have varying roles in creating them, but what they're using them for is still unknown. Channel 3's Rachel Mann is live outside the Williston State Police Barracks. Rachel, what do we know so far about this? I would assume they're selling them. Mike, what we know from police is a Vermont state trooper raised concerns with his supervisor about two other troopers' behaviors. Since then, in early August, both of those troopers resigned. Since then, on last Friday, September 3rd, another trooper resigned following an investigation by the Department of Public Safety. Colonel Matthew Birmingham, director of Vermont State Police, says if the allegations are true, their actions are reprehensible. Community members I spoke with say they agree. The first emotion that comes to my mind is just disgust. Three former Vermont state troopers. Oh, if you're disgusted by that, wait till you hear all the shit I can tell you cops have been doing. I think it's incredibly irresponsible. Um, however, I, I'm not surprised. Those poor schmucks, I think they probably just uh, feel pretty dumb. Two of the three troopers. Oh, no. They probably feel. No, no. You think the schmucks feel pretty dumb? Absolutely not. These motherfuckers feel like they have been wronged. They're probably going to take legal action against the department. Like, fucking, like. No, 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 no. These these schmucks don't rightfully feel shame. No, no, no. They can't feel shame. I wish they could feel shame. I'm not surprised. Those you shouldn't be surprised. I think they probably just uh, feel pretty dumb. Two of the three troopers, Sean Summers and Raymond Witkowski, resigned in early August. Then last Friday, a third trooper, David Findle, resigned following an investigation by the Vermont Department of Public Safety. Director of the Vermont State Police, Colonel Matthew Birmingham, released a statement saying in part, quote, I'm embarrassed that this situation has occurred and know that it has tarnished the reputation of the Vermont State Police. That said, the alleged criminal conduct from these troopers does not represent the values and... Bullshit. Bullshit. A-cab, motherfuckers. They're interacting with so many people. And if they are lying about about being safely vaccinated, that could really be impacting a huge number of people's lives. 
Aw, this innocent little boy. He thinks they're just lying about being safely vaccinated. No, they were running a scam. They were selling the fucking cards, dude. And I just think it's, yeah, I think it's awful. In a statement, Vermont Public Safety Commissioner Michael Sherling says, in part, we do not believe there is anything more the state police could have done to prevent this from occurring. As soon as other troopers became aware of this situation, they raised the allegations internally. I mean, good on cops for turning in other cops. I, I will say that I say that never happens. You never see cops turning in other cops, and here we have a story of it. So stand corrected on that one. Turn them in. I... Um have respect for good officers. Things like these need to be addressed properly, and when when you simply resign, that's almost the coward's way out. Like this is an issue we gotta we gotta work this out. Since creating fake COVID-19 vaccination cards is a federal crime, the FBI, along with the U.S. Attorney's Office, will be Ooh, federal. A spokesperson for the FBI said they couldn't comment since the investigation is ongoing. We will keep you updated on the story as more details become available. Live in Williston, Rachel Mann. Vermont is like, like little Canada in the U.S. and like everything's just so cute. Even the cops are, are so cute, turning in other cops. They're fake vaccination cards. What up, Adam? Now, here in the South, people have been losing their goddamn mind over the fact that they finally, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, I thought it had already come down. They finally, finally removed the statue of Robert E. Lee in Richmond, Virginia. Fuck yeah. Like it's it's a wrestler that just lost a retirement match. I saw somebody say that, like, it's a shame they couldn't leave the horse. I'm down with it. The horse didn't do anything wrong. But it's just amazing to me the amount of butt hurt in the comment section of local news sites over the statue being removed. And people talking about, like, oh, they're erasing history. No, motherfucks, you don't know anything about history. You wouldn't be butthurt over them removing a Robert E. Lee statue if you knew anything about history. Robert E. Lee opposed Confederate monuments. Let me lay that on you again. Robert E. Lee opposed Confederate monuments. I think it wiser not to keep open the sores of war, but to follow the examples of those nations who endeavored to obliterate 
the marks of civil strife to commit to oblivion the feelings engendered. Robert E. Lee did not want statues of Robert E. Lee. So, and it ends up being like one of the biggest fucking Confederate monuments. I think it might be the biggest. Like, look at that motherfucker. It's huge. I... And people lost their goddamn minds over it. All right, this one doesn't go with anything like that we're talking about or any kind of politics or anything. Like, it's just fun. Check out like this dude right here. He is uh, getting ready to be hit by a Tesla. (laughs) So, he filed a police report. They tracked down the driver Apparently, this dude doesn't know that Teslas have cameras fucking everywhere. The cops watched the camera footage. Oh, that wasn't the same. I was like, watch this guy. That wasn't the, that wasn't the guy right there. That's another guy that's walking in. Man, if you're going to do it, at least like be convincing about it. Like a guy backing up out of a fucking gas station parking lot isn't going to be going but like fucking three, four miles an hour. Nobody fucking believes that you were injured. I can't believe he even tried to get away with that. Man arrested after claiming to be victim in hit and run. Proved wrong by the car's camera. We got a local news hit on it. Let's let's watch. A man who tried to pull a fast one on the owner of a Tesla forgot one important thing. The cars have cameras. Arthur Bates Jr. didn't realize that when he walked behind one of the cars in Louisiana and took that phony fall as the driver backed up. Well, Bates kept the ruse going, though. He called 911, claiming he was the victim. Slidell, that's where the fucking... That's where the dude with the alligator that was attacked by the alligator and had his arm ripped off. That's where that just happened last week. After the hurricane. By the way, apparently Sparkles, who was incredibly interested, kept asking about the alligator and was wanting an update. And I'm like, I don't know. Apparently the dude was found dead. Neck injuries. Police tracked down the Tesla driver. Needless to say, the video ruined Bates' story. He was arrested for filing a false police report. We did not say he was clever. No. I mean, I- <laughs> we did not say he was clever. <laughs> but no. Bud busted, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like them. That was a good news team. 
The young lady from the Vermont station, she seemed a little nervous at first. I think she's going to be, like, she's probably, like, fresh out of college. Small station in Vermont. It's amazing, like, people from the other side of the country is watching the video of her. But she, she got, like, she's going to be good. I like seeing young talent. That was that was one of the, the fun things about working at a TV station. There's a very high turnover rate. Constantly new reporters. So, like, it was really fun, especially, like, you know, in the market I was at, they're all fresh out of college. They're coming up. It's like their first job out of college. And it was really neat to see who had talent and who didn't. Like, oh my God, they're going to, they're going to be at ABC in like just a few years. They're going to be here. Like, it was really cool. I enjoyed that aspect of my job. I have a clip from Michael Nelson. There's just some things like, you know, there tries to be, I try to have a, a format and stories lead into other stories and they make a point. We're talking about the, like the news of the day and shit, but there's just other shit that I grab and like, well, this is going to be fun to watch and make fun of. And this is one of them. This is from the Michael Knowles show. The segment that, uh, I guess it's like a dear Abby where he's saying dear Michael. And the question is, is BDSM okay for couples? So this far right fucking nut job is going to weigh in on, BDSM for couples. I have no clue what he's going to say. This could be really fun. For Michael, I'm going to get a little saucy here with my question. Here we go. A little saucy! And I'm very much enjoying the honeymoon phase, if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay, okay. Uh, it's a great... This is a... Did that, did that seem like a man that knew they were talking about having sex a lot? I okay okay uh it's a great time this is a he just realized it when he said okay okay he did not get it he got it a few seconds later I'm sorry sir I've never I've never watched a clip of Michael Knowles this is this is dear Michael from the Michael Knowles show a show on the Daily Wire family show. I don't know if I can even read this question. All right, whatever. I'll just, that's fine. Maybe close your kids ears until you hear this question. It's a great time, but I want to have more of a dom and submissive bedroom feel. My husband, he, he had no clue, no clue. Like, does he have a wedding ring on? I can't really tell if he has a wedding ring on. Like he might have a wife, but like this guy isn't like out on the town wooing the ladies isn't into the idea though it says it uh, though and he says it makes him uncomfortable i'm not willing to give up on it but he's very adamant it seems in not taking a dom role he's probably never even seen a pussy before the more trad role of being the dominant one in the relationship into the bedroom oh he is married okay my wants a little much sincerely does snm stand for saints and mary wow that's actually Rather than being sacrilegious, I think that's that bum, bum, dee, dum, 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 question, which is Jethro Tull, Rex in effect, and then I pulled out Rihanna. It's been it's been a, a hell of a playlist tonight. I'm sorry. What were you, let's lay it on us, fucking Michael Knowles. It's actually rather than being sacrilegious, I think that's that 
signature is actually <laughs> kind of getting to your question, which is, if I've got these kind of kinky sexual desires... Can We're doing a gangbang with right, or is it Saints and Mary. Sinful? Uh, yes, your husband is the head of household. Yes, he should be confident and... can stuff over the pants. Trad. Uh, but you don't want it to be... You don't want it to be sadomasochism. I mean, that's that's the question, right? S&M, is it Saints and Mary? Sadomasochism is wrong. It's bad. It's disordered to want to hurt yourself. Sadism, or uh, masochism rather. And it's disordered to want to hurt another person. Sadism, to get pleasure from the pain of another person. And it's especially disordered to want to get pleasure from the pain of your wife. I mean, that's especially disordered. Uh, so... I would not do that. I would not feed that particular lust or appetite. Everyone's got some kinks. I mean, there's no, everyone's got some weird stuff that they're into. You know, this is why there's a porn for every single thing on the internet. But I don't think that it's necessarily a good thing to uh, indulge all of that. Women in particular have these fantasies. This is why there's like chick lit, right? This is why there's the romance novels and 50 Shades of Grey and all of that. So I'm, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, you can't, can't have fun. And you can't uh, have the man be a little more assertive. But I, when it gets to the point of, like, I I get a thrill. Okay, okay. First of all, I don't know what a trad is. Hello, Urban Dictionary. Traditional, typically used in the context of clothing. What? I thought this was, what? I thought this was going to be. I have no clue what we're talking about now. The more trad role of being the dominant one in the relationship into the bedroom. Should we take it into the bedroom? So is she saying she's subservient to her husband now? Like not in the bedroom. Like I under I understand the kink and the role play and the BDSM. That that feels natural to me. The idea that a woman is subservient to her man outside of the bedroom. That's weird to me. That seems incredibly unhealthy, Michael. Assertive, but I when it gets to the point of. Like, I I get a thrill. Oh, she wants to peg him? That, there's nothing wrong with that. There's no no problem. And if you're a guy and you want a finger up your butt or you want uh, a girl to fucking uh, use a dildo on you, like, stop being repressed. Fucking do that shit. Oh! Yeah, fuck that shit. Fuck your your trad bullshit. Fuck trads. I'd never heard that phrase before. I'm sheltered. Causing you real pain, and I or I get a thrill out of being in real pain myself. I would not. I would not indulge that too much. That's well, that's that is that would not be cool with the Saints and Mary. I would imagine. I think you know, have fun, have a good time. You don't need to be like totally bland and you know, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't cross that line. I don't. I don't think that's. I don't think that that's just sort of blowing off a little steam and having fun. And I, I think that is the sort of 
Do you guys think it's a troll, or do you think maybe that it was somebody on his staff wrote it? Like, oh, this will be a fun topic for Michael to talk about. Traditional jazz. I would enjoy traditional jazz a hell of a lot more than I would enjoy sex with Michael Knowles. Okay, so it's well written. My my first inclination is to say it's a plant question that somebody on his staff. But now that would require somebody on his staff being clever enough to write that. I don't seriously. The person who wrote the question seems more Now I'm not that familiar with Michael Knowles. But the person who wrote the question seems far more intelligent. Like there was some there was some wordplay in that question. And Michael Knowles was just compl- went over his fucking head. So if it is not somebody on his staff that actually wrote it as a plant question, yeah, it's 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 somebody that watches his show and is trolling him and, and wrote wrote in. Yes, yes. Because whoever wrote that question is smarter than Michael Knowles and wouldn't be watching him other than for the lols. Lols with Michael Knowles. Appetite that, is, that is not going to make you happier. I think that's going to get more extreme over time. Just how like people who write in about porn, they'll say, I started looking at porn and then it, I got way more extreme and weird and eventually I was disgusted with it. I think that's kind of what happens there, which is, which is why you, know, you either turn your desires... I keep getting more and more weird, and I keep getting less and less disgusted. It's going to be easier to do. You're going to ultimately be more inclined. No, no. Always practice consensual whatever the fuck you want to do, whether it's pee on each other, play with assholes, tie people up. I'm all for it. I don't don't do the pain. I'm sensitive. (laughs) <laughs> I got a big old heart. Gonna look at a pit bull cuddle with a baby. That's, that's the kind of shit I'm into. If you're into it, that's so that's totally cool. Now, like I, I've told the story on here before that like I've had significant others and partners that are into that shit. Um, I remember like the girlfriend that I was with in college, like she wanted to be tied up and like, I surprised her one time with like straps, but apparently like once her got her, I got her tied up. I said something that like fucked with her head or something. Cause like I've, I've, I've told you like, I've got these eyes that fuck people up or something. And then like, I don't know how to be because I don't, I don't like pain. I don't know how to administer pain properly. I'm not the person you want. You know, other than like a smack on the ass or something, like it seems most people, guys, girls, are into smacks on the ass. Because I don't know how to administer pain and because I'm a good talker, I always like go to like a fucking dark place and get like psychological with them and it fucks with them. They're like, no, no, untie me, untie me. Please hold me now. (laughs) Don't do that anymore. 
Yeah, because I, I I hooked up with this girl one time. And uh, she's like, I want you to get a little rough with me or something. Like, I ended up like, you know, I've got my hand around her throat or something. Like, I look down on her like, you're here in a complete stranger's apartment. Like, ah! Don't do that. And I'm like, okay, yeah, please don't don't have me do that shit. Because that's not what I'm good at. <laughs> not those kind of assholes. I, I'm not one to kink shame people. I, I, I get the pain and the BDSM and the dominant and, and sub relationship. And believe me, I've seen it every, every different, which way with the, the, the people I've been around. The, the, the female is dominant over the male, the male, like, you know, the, the, the female likes to get dominated by the male or even any number of trans, any, any, any combination of trans people I've seen be both dom and submissive. I, well, th- there was nothing Michael Knowles was going to say. He had, he has never been in that kind of a situation to know jack about anything. One time I was having a little mini orgy. And uh, this like 19 year old boy comes over and the girl that was like getting fucked on my bed, like she hops off and she starts like directing traffic to all the people in the room. And like the, the 19 year old little, little dude, he got a little freaked out. Like, and he, he, he didn't under like, cause you come into my apartment, there's party lights going everywhere. There's music and like, I'm a, I'd been doing Molly. Like I wasn't even participating in the orgy. I'm just kind of watching from the corner. Cause like I've been doing Molly for days. <laughs> but he, he like, he heads out pretty fast. And then the girl looks over at me and was like, he was a level two walking to a level 30 dungeon. He didn't know what to do. Yes, yes. I've used that analogy multiple times now. I'm so I'm going on and I'm doing it while there's a pit bull and a and a baby on the screen. I'm talking about these weird sexual escapades I've had. It's odd. Don't include animals or little kids in your content warning. Who had, who had it? Did Michael Knowles have an unlit cigar or are you making a joke? I didn't get some of your jokes go over my head. Anyway, with, I think I'm done talking about weird shit. Watch this, this video of a pit bull and a baby cuddling together. Cause it's cute as fuck. For once, the pit bull that haunted me is not like, you know, Mr. Worldwide. I don't know if I've ever told you guys this, but, uh, pit bull, like, is constantly popping up in my life. 
I'll walk in places and Pitbull will be on the fucking radio. Pitbull pop up in wrestling. Pitbull just all Pitbull has been doing like TP USA videos and telling me about the dangers of communism and been popping up in my timeline. Pit, I thought I was done with Pitbull. I thought Bad Bunny was my new Pitbull, that I was going to be haunted by Bad Bunny from now on. And then all of a sudden, here's like all the Cuba shit going on, and they they bring Pitbull to the front of TPUSA. The fucking bitch about communism. Video after video after video. I'm still haunted by fucking Pitbull. It's bullshit. I'm so, I I'm ruining the really cute video of the kid in the pit bull by ranting about my disdain for the rapper Pitbull. <laughs> we haven't said hey to Jack in a while, so if you were watching on Twitch, oh, I wish you had a a dog too, Adam. Bad Bunny's not bad, you know. I'm I'm I am not upset about Bad Bunny's music. Like it's not the greatest to me, but like I like it's not offensive. I would much rather listen to Bad Bunny than I would Pitbull. Hands down without question. All right, if you're watching on Twitch, I'm going to send you over to Riverboat Jack. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin. We'll see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.